they're witches, but you know that's implied. Got the storytelling, ego swelling, pillow talking, moonlight walking, sea hags. Hey. Hey, welcome to the Sea Hags podcast. Hello, I am Katie Nordgren. I'm Chris Shippa. And we're by ourselves today. Yeah. Yeah, we're having a little... Quiet little Saturday afternoon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with our rosé. I've titled this one "Depression Podcast." Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. With apologies to the mental pod. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, we're not the mental illness happy hour. No, by any means. But we are just. Feeling... We are slightly mentally ill. Yeah, so. and it is a podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's not really. It's, I guess it is happy hour if it's three o'clock and we're drinking wine. So yep. shit. So hey, sorry host guy whose name I've just totally forgotten. It's okay. We're still the Sea Hags, and we're still recording live from our shanty shack. Mm-hmm. I realize that I haven't mm. been saying that a lot lately. No? But you know what? I think it's just well-established. Where we where we are. Yeah. Where we're at. Yeah. We'll tell yeah. you if we're not there, You I know guess. what? When people, when people do mix things up, I didn't really, I don't necessarily notice it at first, but it throws me the fuck off. Like, <laughs> um, you know, I'm a pretty, I'm pretty devoted to watching At Midnight, even though I don't think it's that great of a show necessarily. I it's started just like, watching it today because Jen Kirkman was on yeah. and then I was like, ugh, whatever. It's pretty exhausting, but it's also just, <laughs> it's, it's such a platform for people I usually like. Yeah. Like, 60% of the time, I really like the people who are on, yep. and I can tolerate the people I don't like, and if the Sklar Brothers are on, I just know not to watch it, because I don't give a shit about sports or twins. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> so, yeah, no disrespect, I just have no interest in what they talk about. Yeah, that's fine. It's not for you, then. It's not for me. Yeah. Uh, so I've been watching it, but they, because uh, they fucking cancelled Larry Wilmore on yeah. uh, Comedy Central, so they've had to bump them back to starting 11.30, which is complicated for them based on their name. So they're still at midnight, and Chris Hardwick's doing all of these, like, mental gymnastics to be like, it's okay, it's still, like, we're ending at midnight, <laughs> so it's fine. But he's changed the way he starts the show completely, and he's changed the way he, he's trying to do, like, a like a, uh, a catchphrase at the end. And I, I right now I'm super annoyed with it, and in six months it's going to be supernatural. Yeah. And not supernatural, but, you know, very natural. <laughs> and, oh, he, uh, he also turns into a vampire at the yeah, end, so uh, it's well, supernatural. Or a zombie or whatever the hell other, like, thing that he does. Talking Dead, I guess? I don't know. I don't care about Walking Dead. So. <laughs> he does too many things, which is partly why the show's annoying. <laughs> but I like it anyway. Um, anyway, yeah, so he's been saying, be nice to each other, God damn it!" at the end. I was like, oh, okay. Well, yeah, it's, yeah, that's a good thing. Well, that's my, my base philosophy comes from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, which totally. is just be excellent to each other and party on, dudes, right? Mm-hmm. Like, simple. I remember hearing Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers end one of their... They played at the Experience Music Project, and oh, it was like... They all got Yeah, they all got naked on stage, and the it was... Socks. Man, it was wonderful. I definitely Classic. VHS that and watched it a lot, because... Just wore out the tape in that scene. Yeah, well, Anthony Kiedis is wonderful. Ding- dingly dong. Just... He's, he's got a real nice butt. Yep. Like, just real solid built, real sculptural. Yeah, it reminds, I don't know it anymore, reminds me but... of the architecture of the Experience Music Project, in fact, <laughs> which is very curvy. I would like to experience his music project. Wait. His ding dong? Yeah. Sure. Not the mustache. Though. But anyway, Flea just like jumped up and down with his cock sock on. He was just like, be gentle, be sweet, be nice, be good, be gentle, be sweet. And I'm just like, thank you, Flea. You are like the heart and soul of the universe. Pretty basically. much. He's... Yeah. I love little weirdos like that who yeah. just like stay the same kind of weird their whole lives, but yeah. do it differently. Bless, blessings, Bless. blessings on Flea and his little Silver Lake Music School or whatever it's called. Yeah, I still have a fantasy that I'll go down there and like teach cello. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. I had a really nice cello playing experience last night. Did you? Yeah, I threw a party. Yeah, tell us about it. 
Um, we'll start with the the nice thing, and then we'll reflect on the shitty shit that's led yeah, up to this. Yeah, let's do that. I don't know. Let's talk about good stuff first, and then the bad stuff, yeah. which is exactly the order you want to go in, yeah. usually. <laughs> we'll start with... up top and bring it on down. <laughs> so just so you guys know. Um, but I got, I uh, applied for a small neighborhood grant. Which is a thing I did not know existed. Yeah, it's just the Vancouver Foundation... Basically, there's all these very, very rich people that are like, I don't know what to do with all of my vast riches, and no. I don't want to donate to a specific charity, so I'll just donate to the Vancouver Foundation, and they have, like, 500 different streams that they'll send funding into, and yeah. they, they fund, like, some amazing, like, I got a scholarship from them to do my master's in public health. Wow. A very small one. And, like, they're very much into, like, microloans and, yeah. like, seed money and stuff, so they For do sure. this, like, small neighborhood grant thing. So, like... People, if you guys are interested in, like, projects and you live in Vancouver and you just want to put on a thing or do a thing, just get on their mailing list because it'll come up like, hey, the Commercial Drive neighborhood needs grant applications. And then you write, like, a short grant application. You're like, well, I want to... We did this with my my people in the uh, building that Tamara and I used to live in. Mm-hmm. Where we're like, Tamara. our park behind our apartment building is really dilapidated and yucky. Yeah. Let's can we have some money? Yeah, I remember that. And so all twelve of us will paint the park together in a nice day, and we'll like invite the neighbors from like across the park. Wow! And it, you know, we repainted the park and made it all rainbow, and like some super hot lesbians from across the park brought us beer. Ooh, it was great. That's a good day. And so I applied for another party because I there's this beautiful park that has a huge long table and it's always empty, and I'm like, let's fill it with food and neighbors. So. They gave us 400 bucks, and we bought a whole bunch of food from local restaurants and, wow. like, catered this party and invited a bunch of people. And I was worried that it was not, it was just going to be our friends and it would look a little self-serving. But, like, neighbors literally came because they saw our posters and, yeah. you know, it's like, oh, I run the education program at the neighborhood house. Like, yeah. da-da-da. Like, well, it's free food. Like, you know, out. and this one guy was like, oh, I do all this music festival stuff and I really want to do an opera walk in this park that has all these, like... What? opera statues and like Italian whatever and he's nice. like do you know any opera singers I'm like I know seven opera singers wow like we can make this happen man here's my number so like Fuck yeah, from the one witch. the one project came out to like another one and so we filled the whole table lots of people sitting there chatting whatever and then it started raining but we had a little tent and everyone like gathered under the tent and we had tea lights Aww. and then yeah a bunch of us played some music it was me and past guest Aaron and our friend Tanya and then Hillary sings the theme song, and Jasta, who is a friend of ours, like all sang, mm-hmm. and in beautiful like Mi- seven part har- harmony oh or whatever. Oh my god! Yeah, those are all amazing it harmony was, singers. It was gorgeous. Like we literally sang the fucking Rick Roll song and made it sound really beautiful. Because Aaron's thirteen-year-old son was like, "Can we Rick Roll this party?" <laughs> oh my god! And he played it on guitar, and we all sang. It was really cute. What a cutie pie! And uh, like bocce ball ladies that apparently have a bocce ball league. Every Friday Ooh. night, they're all in their 60s, and they play bocce ball every yeah. Friday night. We were like, hey, ladies, when you're done your game, come over for some, like, dessert, and we have coffee. And then they sang songs with us. Nice. It was really nice. That's so mystical. So, and I just, yeah, played cello under this tent by candlelight. And Wait, but that was so reverberating. It was lovely. People yeah. were very happy, and I got a lot of good, like, feedback afterwards that were like, oh, I always, like wanted to do something like this but I never did so thank yeah. you for doing it yeah. and like that's my modus operandi basically like that's how I'm creative and it, it felt you very have good. that extra motivation where you're like well why why not do it yeah which I think a lot of people miss out on I know it's only been in recent years that I've started actually listening to the voice that's like oh I should do this thing like but nobody's doing it already so why would you do it like 
just do it. Just do it. If it doesn't work, great. Learn from that and that's try how this podcast was born. It is our exactly. six, six month podcast anniversary of yeah, like, like releasing it. it. Yeah, and then a year since we kind of conceived it. Yeah, and all we're coming up to a year since we started recording. I think we started yeah. recording it like like close to Halloween last yeah. year. I want to say like end of October. We, yeah, we talked about fireworks and how they were annoying. How in they're our first for fire episode. jerks. Yeah, <laughs> I just always remember that poem. R.C. Wozlowski, real Vancouver institution. Who also hates fireworks, so yeah. woohoo. But anyway, it just felt kind of nice to get, like, that validation after, like, yeah. a super shitty week. And I've been, like, hermiting for reals. Yeah. And then it's just like, hey, guys, I haven't seen any of you for, like, two months because I've just been hanging out with my partner, mm-hmm. getting the nature time that I need to, like, not go totally off the deep end. Right. And just, like, working really hard. But... Hey, I've been planning all this stuff in the background that nobody knew about. Come to my party. Mm-hmm. And then people did. So it was great. That's so great. Anyway, so that was that was nice. <laughs> that's my do that. That's my good news. Yeah, Have you heard the, the good news? Look good. <laughs> mm, good news. Yeah. <sighs> How are you, Katie? <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, we've both had kind of shitbag weeks. Yeah, for serious. I just I'm just exhausted. I I'm sorry that I always say that. I'm just a person that's always tired. I don't know. What to say? I just I I try a lot all mm-hmm. the time, and that takes it out of you. And I just kind of come up against. I've been coming up against a world that doesn't really care very much right now, and I it's it's frustrating me. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm feeling very sensitive, and like I just want people to be nice to me, and so I finally just asked people to be nice to me, and that worked really well for me. Like I yeah. felt like being I was being a big mess because I posted like a big thing on Facebook because that's what I do. <laughs> I like you said a line before we started recording about like how everything kind of has to have a bit of a performance element and yeah. you are accepting that and that's okay. Yeah, just like the idea that like you I'm need not... to be seen. And as somebody who kind of grew up very isolated, like as just socially isolated and alone a lot of the time that's something that's precious to me. I like being by myself, but I also like have a problem with feeling like something's real if it's just only to me. Like I'm one of those people that would if I ever did decide to have a baby and get pregnant, like I would not be very good at like waiting three months to tell people. Like, I can't imagine not at least letting my close people into, like, the experience that I'm having with something. And if, like, I was going to, you know, have a miscarriage, I would want people to be sad with me. Yeah, well, I felt that. Yeah. I have not said that on the podcast, but I had a miscarriage a couple months ago, and it was... Shitty. Shitty, and I told some of my close friends, and now anyone who listens to this podcast, but it's been... A time enough to process or whatever. Mm-hmm. I feel fine about it. But it like, was, you were like, you did not know. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it doesn't mean it's not shitty. <laughs> like, it was, I was there. Yeah, I know. I felt sick and awful. Yeah. So that was not fun. But I made like, you go for churros and drinks. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was good. Yeah. <laughs> we recorded our sleepover podcast, and that's when Katie took care of me. So, yeah. but it's like, I would not keep that from my close people either. No. But it's just about the broadcasting it to the wider world. That was a little... It felt stupid, but I also was kind of like... People are being impatient with me a lot lately, and I don't think they know that I'm having a tough time. Like, people are just being very short with me and like, oh, is Katie having a tough time? Like, with all of her... Like, she owns a house and has a car and, like, blah, blah, blah. Like... Were people actually saying stuff like that, or was People were reacting to me in a way that made me think they were saying those things. I can't imagine that they actually full-heartedly were thinking them, but I think there was a lot of, like, okay, what whatever, you big whiner kind of thing. Like, right. Like, and that's just, like, an experience that I kind of grew up with. I grew up with tough up, toughen up family. Mm-hmm. Like, real real suck it up princess and, and, and just do what you're supposed to do. So I've still been doing everything I'm supposed to do. Like, I'm going... The thing is, like, a bunch of shit happened that meant that I was on my own at work for almost two weeks. Yeah. And the that's... The first day of school. First week, two yeah. weeks of school by myself. Like, it's dealing so with... Shitty. 
dealing with three jobs in one person. And, and that's, I don't mind being overworked for a period of time. Like, I don't mind fielding a lot of shit. You are very good. Like, I you keep know, like spinning. Like, I don't forget yeah. shit very easily. Like, yeah. I, 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 I keep things up and I don't drop a lot of yeah. balls. That didn't sound good coming out. Plural. <laughs> dropping the ball versus dropping the balls. It's like, <laughs> thunk. I don't know. That's a weird physical they, gesture they that no one will see. roll in different directions, but that's kind <laughs> oh, of an apt metaphor. Yikes. Um, and mm. so that was... I yeah. was just feeling like a lot of people were like, well, why are you like, why are you canceling on me? Or like, why do yeah. you not want to make this plan or something? It's just because I can't like I just the idea of having to get home and then leave again is oh, so God. overwhelming to me. Like I'm, I'm so exhausted by the end of the day. And I was definitely getting from a lot of like this happens a lot with male academics. And I say oh, this yes. with the full sense of like a lot of the shit that I say on this podcast could lose me my job probably. And you know what? Whatever. At this point, like, I just, I'm so frustrated. You don't have to name names. No, I'm not going to name names. I don't no. think I've ever even said the department that I work exactly. in. But if you Google me, you can find out. Like, it's not, <laughs> it's not a secret. I don't live in any kind of closet, really. Yeah. So I, I, I just, yeah. and people ask me about comedy a lot at work, and I'm just like, just don't bother. Yeah. Like, I, if I ever leave this job, please feel free, but I don't want you, like, hearing jokes about my sex life and stuff like that. So. Yeah, that's a very good boundary. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. And, and I think uh, it whatever people still want to come like if they're going to find out stuff they don't want to know and they say something i'll just be like well i've warned you yeah right like you that's on you you, you live with this information now and i'm not helping you with it mm-hmm. at that's all. why my partner will not listen to this podcast <laughs> right exactly so i i um i was definitely having the experience where i don't think everybody knew but all of these guys who are like five years to retirement who make their salaries public record because yeah. it's a public university so I'm able to easily find out how much anybody makes because it's just, it's like on a government website. You can just put in someone's name and find out. And I'm realizing like the people who are being so like snotty and snarky with me make four or five times what I make in the year. And they're teaching a class at a time and maybe supervising one or two students in Mm -hmm. in graduate studies. And it, it was just to get like, to have people show up at my door and be like, hey, can you do this thing for me? Or I'm like... No, because that's not, that's your job. It's part of what you need to do that is part of, like, teaching a class or part of, like, getting a promotion or part of, like, any number of things. Mm-hmm. Like, it's actually on you to do that. And they would just be like, yeah, but actually, can you just do it? Because that's always what I've done is, like, if there's enough people there, there's enough... Uh, sort of space. There's enough hands that it's fine if I go and take, like, 15 minutes to run some secretarial errand for someone. The thing is, I'm not a secretary. Like, it's not my job. That's not mm-hmm. what I do. I do do those things because I don't want to be seen as lazy. So I end mm. up, like, doing way more work than I'm being the bar, paid for. It sets the bar so high for other yeah. people, and then when they don't get it and they're used to getting it, they're, they're like, very Ugh. shitty about it. Like, and that's, that's something that really frustrated me. I lost it on somebody who's normally very cool with me. And for me, losing it on someone is just saying, you know what, I don't care right now. Like, I'm sorry, but I cannot care about the problem that you're bringing to me. So that's what I said to somebody. Yeah. I was like, I've never snapped at somebody in a job before. Yeah. And I was just like, it was done. I was like, this is not important right now. Mm-hmm. This isn't important. And the fact that you, it's so important to you to get to have a say about this. You don't care what's going on with me. You don't care that I'm overwhelmed already. Yeah. You just want to treat me like a bucket to dump your complaints into. And that was a moment that I had where it was like, if I didn't give a shit, like if I, if I wasn't so invested in what other people thought or how they felt, then this wouldn't be a problem. But the yeah. thing is, is I want other people to treat me the way I treat them. 
go figure. Yeah. Right? That I, that I would be like... It's almost like that's people a who are, golden rule. <laughs> who are 100% shitty to me. People who have been awful to me in the past. I still try to be like, why? You know, what are they doing in their life? What is happening with them that is making them so unable to treat me like a person mm-hmm. right now or to, like, treat me with respect? And I examine that and I go, okay, I think I understand. And I just kind of, like, forgive and, like, let it be a thing. Which yeah. is maybe, like, that's... Where I'll still be hurt, but I'll just kind of like, well, I don't take it as personally. I'm like, it's maybe not really about me. I think that's really important. Like, that is a little bit more work instead of just writing somebody off. But I think in the Mm. long run, it's better for your mental health because you're not just harboring a grudge or like... No, I'm not. It's like people that I have shit with. Yeah. I'm just kind of like, you know what? You're a person. You probably are dealing with (laughs) like... Peace be with you. Other mental illnesses. (laughs) Like, like, uh, like I have some, you almost certainly have some, I'm not pointing at you, but like (laughs) the general you, the royal you. I got it. I didn't take that personally. (laughs) Okay, good. Um, And, and so just realizing that other people aren't looking at me with the depth that I try to look at them with, it was, it hurts. Cause it's like, why the fuck am I doing this? Yeah. Why am I trying to live this genuine, kind, thoughtful life? Because it's so tiring because other people don't notice and they don't care. Yeah. Like very few people notice and care. And the people who do notice a lot of the time, I'm not giving them what they want anyway, because they want something different. They haven't been able to articulate it. So they're still not like a hundred percent happy with what I'm giving them. Mm-hmm. So it's like, what am I doing this for? I'm, I'm really like, I'm having an existential crisis. There for you sure. go. Like, Holy fuck. There was, and I was telling this to Tess and my wife yesterday or the day before is this, um, this like image set from a movie. I don't know what it is. It's probably like, this is 40 or some shit, whatever Jason Siegel's been in where he's having an existential crisis. Lately. <laughs> it's him driving who I assume are his children or nieces or something from school to school. They're in the back seat. And the, this one little girl's like four maybe. And she's in her little car seat and she's going, why do we keep having days? And he's like, what do you, what do you mean? Like, well, we have these days and then we go to sleep at night and we wake up and we have more days. Why do we have all these days? And he says, well, sweetie, that's kind of what life is. And she goes, when is it done? Oh, God. Right? And I was like, fucking tell it, kid. Oh, like, man. When... I, just, I just got tears, tears in my eyes. And, like, I, I think it's when the seasons change, when the weeks are rolling over, when the months are rolling over so quickly, like, with with time dilating so much as we get older. Like, like the, the time goes by quicker when we've experienced more time. That's how mm-hmm. it functions. So it's like, I'm feeling the change in seasons coming so quickly, the changes in weeks coming so quickly, going like what the fuck all this time is just blasting past and nothing everything always feels the same or worse like mm. i'm just having that kind of year and it's been so frustrating and so i've just like been coming up against it so i posted this big fuck off thing on facebook earlier this week that was just like hey everybody in case you don't know i'm having a shit fucking time right now <laughs> basically like it's probably not obvious to you because i'm really good at hiding it because i need to be functional like i need to be in the world and doing my thing and i can't let other people take care of me which is something we need to get into yeah taking care because <laughs> i have to write that down because we both were talking about yeah. that a lot because we don't like needing to be taken care of yeah and so, like, I haven't, I, but I need to be. Like, I need to just let go of a lot of things that I'm trying to control and just, like, let myself be cared for. I can't. It's so hard. So I, like, had to just put it out there very explicitly saying, like, hey, here's what I need, which is just non-judgment and patience and kindness. 
And just, like, don't talk shit about me. Even if you think I'm not going to hear it, please don't. Like, just, like, the psychic weight of it will find its way to my heart somehow. Yeah. (laughs) You're so tapped into, like, the sensitive emotions of everything that it's, like, even if someone whispers a bad thing about you in, like, Japan, you'll be like, ugh. Like a butterfly flapping its wings, the hurricane in my heart, you know? It's so, so pathetic and poetic and sweet and annoying, and it's just who I am. What I really liked is that... This is often what I don't do, which I should like to do more, where it's like very explicit about the kind of support that I want. You were like, I don't want platitudes. I don't want to be checked in on all the time because that fucking annoys me so much. Yeah. Even though it's mind, very I don't caring. mind it. Like, I kind of like it from people who I don't normally hear from, which uh, I, I did get. True. But it was it was like, I don't need to be baby. Yeah, but it's like, but you don't need to like constantly check in on me okay. or like, um, just like, let leave me alone. <laughs> But be nice to me, yeah. you know? And it's yeah. like, that's exactly what I want most of the time, it, it, I guess it, it, it did seem a little bit leave me alone which isn't necessarily how I feel, but, like, don't make me come out to things right yeah. now. Like, if you want to come to my house and, like, have a drink and watch a movie and just, like, and then you go home, yeah. Yeah. So into that, like, come to my house. This one, this invitation part is maybe not for you, but like, come play with my rats with me. We'll snuggle them; it'll be nice. That kind of thing. I just like I so I live in New West. It's hard to come out to things sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, and I have to for everything. Yeah, I do it for comedy. I do it for people. I do it for all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I just I have to do it for work sometimes. I'm just yep. like, it's not that hard to do it in the reverse. Like. I'm just as accessible on transit. (laughs) And I have a spare bed. Yeah, well, that's the whole thing about, like, it feels like you're doing so much work Mm -hmm. and nobody else is doing it. Yeah. And we've talked about this before on the show where it's like, I feel like I invite people out to everything and nobody really invites me to stuff. Mm -hmm. Except, like, sometimes people do and then I'm like, "Mm, not today. And then they, like, forget or they keep badgering me about it or, like, something. I don't know. Like, it's weird because I'm like, I want this. And then I'm like, don't do it. (laughs) I want this very specific way. I'm really specific and it's not the best. (laughs) Sometimes a little persnickety. But I also, like, it's easy for me because I just, like, get it with you because I just know you really well where I'm like, okay. (laughs) Yeah, or I can can tell you just, like, I don't want to talk about this anymore. Yeah. Like... I think there was something that you, like, annoyed me with something small, and then, yeah, you were just like, oh, that's why you're sick all the time, or something. I said I had heartburn. You're like, you, like, get heartburn the most out of anyone I know. I was like, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Because all that did was make me feel like I'm so sick, and... (laughs) Such a weenie little baby. Like, you could have just... What I wanted was for you to say... Oh, that sucks. Yeah. That's all. Totally. And it's like, and then you were just like, yeah, but like you're sick. And then I was like, I don't want to talk about it. I don't like that. And then you're like, well, I think the reason that I thought that you were sick all the time was because of this. I'm like, I don't want to talk about this. And I just wrote like, yeah. I want to stop talking about yeah. this. And you were like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was, I was like, actually really sad and upset about that oh, after. No. But I also was just like, you know what? In yeah. a couple hours, it won't matter. I know. And then it didn't. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, but I was like astute about it. I was going to like, I'm going to tell her. <laughs> I'm upset about this, but I wasn't anymore. <laughs> like, I guess I'm not gonna mention it except Good. when we talk about it on the podcast. Yeah. Right? Well, this is this is friendship. This is friendship. This is messy. It's I think good. it's I nice like it. that we still just do that. Yeah. No, I actually really like it. Sometimes I'm like, hey, but it's also just fine. It's fine because <laughs> then we can just be done. Yes. Yeah, I, and that's there's something about that when you're just like, hey, here's the whole picture. Yeah. Then you can be that way with somebody. You <laughs> cannot be that way with everyone in your life. So you can only be that way with like maybe maximum five people. Yeah. I feel like that's the only, like that's the most people you can do that with 
is five. Totally. A hard limit. You heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> Just to have these, like, deep, honest relationships with people. Like, I you had can to... have it to varying degrees. Yeah, I had to do that with someone, but it didn't have the, like, heartwarmingness because I was just, like, so fucking annoyed. Yeah. And I was like, stop doing this thing. And they were like, silence. They stopped doing the thing. Yeah. So that was great. But it was uncomfortable and then la- And then later I had to follow up because it was, like... There was a time thing, basically, yeah. like a 6 a.m. versus, like, 9 a.m. kind of. Right. Right? And then it was like, I was like, hey, just so you know, don't do this thing. Yeah. And they were like, okay, I just thought that, you know, you would have also done this to protect yourself from getting that if it bugs you. I'm like, fair point. Also, don't do that, though. Yeah. Both of us can do that thing. Yeah. Where we don't yeah. annoy each other. and But it didn't have the same heartwarming yeah. of, like, I still love you. I was just like, never do that Never to me do again. that again. Yeah. And this is, like, you know, the pebbles in the trust bucket. I was like, right. I am taking three pebbles out of the trust bucket for <laughs> every not fucking text in. message I got. Yeah. I am. Um, <laughs> Sorry if this person listens to the I, podcast. I, it was really annoying. <laughs> I, I have a real issue with... Um, My body temperature just went up, like, five degrees. Oh, because you're like, oh, I'm uncomfortable now. Oh. <laughs> the feeling came out of my pores oh. and it was yucky. Oh, I don't like it. Yuck. <laughs> No, I um, I, I, I am very, uh, just anything with my phone makes me so anxious, so I have, yeah. like, all notifications turned off. Yeah. I've done that for everything except for texts. Yeah. I, I, I still I, get the vibration, the bam, bam, yeah. which still makes me go, every time it happens. Mm-hmm. But if it does the prolonged vibration of a phone call, I'm like, someone died. Yeah. For sure someone's dead because no one's calling me for any yeah. other reason than to tell me someone died. I, I just assume that people approach communication the same way that I do, which I realize is not the case. Nope. It's kind of funny that you kind of have to tell people what you yeah. want. Yeah. Um, so I th- assume that if you're texting me, it's super urgent. But then I also will text you about random shit. Like, I don't apply the same rules to other people. I'm not very consistent. <laughs> I would never consider our relationship's ru- quote-unquote rules to apply to anything else because weird, like, deep, semi-codependent bananas witch friendships are uh, a whole other kettle of fish. Yeah, but I did sit down, like, when I started my new job, I was like, I realized a thing that stressed me out about my other job was when my boss would, like, text me about something, Mm -hmm. or, like, a coworker would text me about something, and I assumed that a text meant they needed a response right away. And if they kept going and we were having a text conversation, I was like, obviously this is very urgent when I know that I could have just put down the phone and it would have been fine, but I didn't, so I had to be very explicit. I'm like, if you text me... It's because you need an immediate thing. Yeah. Uh, if you phone me, that's the next level of escalation. Then you can email me about something, mm-hmm. you know. But, like, start with email. <laughs> Always email. That's yeah. I, I, I did this at work because it's been so tough recently. Like, there's just been so many cascading mm-hmm. things happening, like... Often not at work, but in people's personal lives, like, mm-hmm. or taking them out of work, they have to, like, fly far away to deal with family things and stuff. Yeah, and so, where it's like, like, you can't be like, no, don't do that. It's like, they literally have to No, absolutely not. No, no, no. Yeah. There's been, but it's, it's been, it's yeah. so many things at this point that it, it's almost comical. Every yeah. time something horrible happens, it's kind of like <laughs> a tragic comedy type thing yeah, that's yeah, happening yeah. where I'm just like, well, just put it on my desk and I'll deal with it <laughs> kind of thing, which is, which is, so I've been getting a lot of, like, Thank you. Quiet thank you emails and things from mm-hmm. people. But I, yes. I also uh, had to change my outgoing message on my phone uh, at work where it's just like, hey, if you're a student, do not leave me your problem on voicemail. Yeah. Send it to me by email. Yeah. Please. Then yeah. we have a record of it because I often can't hear you. Oh, like, God. Phones aren't phone technology is not improved yeah. at all in the last twenty years. So email me. You are twenty. Email me. 
I know. Email me. Who are these eighteen-year-olds that like to leave voicemails? I don't understand. It's so bizarre, and it, they're, they're like, "Oh, well, they'll they'll know it's important if it's a call." I'm like, "No, no, 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 my friend. I wait till I'm at inbox zero before I even open my phone. Mm-hmm. My, my, open my phone." Yeah, I get it. It's not. It's that's a not bo- how it works. But it's a voicemail box, so you have to open, <laughs> open it. the box like pan- fucking Pandora. It's, yeah, I just really yeah. hate voicemails. But, so I dealt with a person uh, that, like, I worked with on a project that changed my view on email a little bit, just okay. because they had such a strong aversion to email that really? I'm like, now I have to change the way that I do everything. Because I yeah. like to do stuff by email. Yeah. I always tell people email me. Yeah. And this person was like, my email inbox is a... Shit show. Garbage fire. <laughs> I don't know why that one phrase I know, makes me laugh. It makes it's me, a garbage fire. It makes me very happy. Um, because they work, like, a bunch of different jobs, and Oof. they're getting tons of emails from lots of different, like, work. Mm-hmm. So then it's like, if we're talking about this thing, it has to be not on email. So we're just like, okay, Facebook Messenger. Like, it's... The same, but different. I don't know. It just yeah, was a way so that system. in order to, like, access this fun conversation we're having yeah. about a fun thing, you're not also seeing all your work shit. Yeah. And I'm like, cool. Yeah. That makes sense to me. I keep my personal email very separate from my work email. Totally. And they're like, oh, I get everything in the same thing. I'm like, yeah. well, I don't think that's a good choice, but I respect it and I'll do what you want. <laughs> no, I, I totally agree. Like, I would have a hard time. I would also still remember what that person wanted. Well, and, exactly. And, and their, their preference and aversion was stronger than mine. So yeah. I was able to acquiesce, but we had to have a really explicit conversation because yeah. I'm like, why would you that's, fucking email me back? That's why so, are you always calling me? And we had to talk it out. That's so important <laughs> where it's like the, the expectation needs to be made very, very clear. Yeah. And sometimes it's still annoying <laughs> to deal with it because it's like, please just do it the way I do it. I you know, know my, the way I do it is so sensible. Like, because I have um, technically four email addresses. Why am I doing it like with the German with the thumb out? Like, there we go. Four. The, these fingers. <laughs> no one can see. It does not matter. <laughs> I have... I have my personal email that I've had since, like, 2002 uh, that is so stupid and that I don't like to tell people, so I use it for uh, online shopping and personal communication. I believe that you said it on Tamara's podcast. Oh, possibly. Yeah. Oh, I don't. Oh, no, no, no. That was Carmen Machine. Yeah, that was my, No, I don't use that. Okay. that one, I can't access that email anymore. Okay. If anybody's sending me things to Hotmail, <laughs> I'm not getting it, which is too bad because I have, like, all of my, like, first relationships emails saved on there, which I don't ever want to see you, again. Yeah, do you want But I also, maybe when I'm 90, would like to see them be like oh let's look at what oh that's not actually cute <laughs> it's slightly creepy i should have seen this red flag a long time ago yes <laughs> hindsight's 2020 Hi. even though mine is cataracts oh my god <laughs> i like this character of me in in 50 40 years still 50, cracking wise in 50 40 years that's not how time works <laughs> fuck I'm bad at life um anyway so I've got I've got that one personal email I have my like uh I have my work email for my work job and then I have a professional email that I use for comedy related stuff and for like if I am applying to jobs or anything like that like it's it's not a weird collection of like uh butt farts 2021 or whatever (laughs) like it's my personal email is really close to that uh, before it's 21 at gmail.com. Don't email that because it's not mine. And then I have a CHEX email, which oh, yeah. nobody emails us at. Yeah. Except for people who want to, like, SEO our website. Yeah. Which is no, stupid. Thanks. No, we're, we're good. We don't need to, we don't make money. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if no one ever listens to us. Just like that kid at, on Wet Hot American Summer who's talking to a not plugged in microphone for a whole season. <laughs> It's kind of like what we're doing here. Um, anyway, so ultimately, everybody's got a different way of doing things. <laughs> Ours is the right way. 
<laughs> yeah, that's like, a, it's a big struggle sometimes where it's like, and people I think can tell mm-hmm. where it's just like, oh, she's so grudgingly doing this the way that I want because I need it to happen, yeah. even though she doesn't like it. So I'm like, I hope that at least you can acknowledge that I hate this. <laughs> I think that people are much more aware if you hate something than if I hate something. Like, I'm sure of it. <laughs> Because I literally say, I hate I every hate this, moment. I hate this, but I'm doing it because you need me to. Yeah. Yeah, I think that might have something to do with it. I think that might make people feel bad, and that's why they don't like working with me on stuff sometimes. Well, then maybe don't do it my way either, which is that people just demand that you do things impolitely, constantly, and without any care for your own personal life whatsoever. Hmm. So don't do it my way. There's maybe. Gone- this the middle be way. Better. Yeah, the, the center of that little Venn diagram is probably the right way to do things where you have healthy but permeable boundaries about yeah. things. Where you just I like, feel like my boundaries are more permeable. There are. They're healthy. You. Sorry, I thought you had a... Don't touch me. Oh my god! <laughs> you had a feather on you. Don't touch me, you fucker. <laughs> I thought that would be funny because we were it talking was, about boundaries. It was, but I'm so sensitive. I'm like, I'll touch you whenever I want, which is not how no, I you feel. Will not. No, I won't. <laughs> But most of the time, if I want to touch you, you're fine with it. Boop. <laughs> oh, God. I just thought it would be funny to erect a really strong boundary there and just see what Just happens. erect it. I'm so mean. You're you, so you mean. You got so blushy when I did that. It's fine. I'm I really it. love you a lot. I know. I and love you, too. And it's actually kind of fun to tease you because you know that I love you. Because I'll react. <laughs> Yeah. This is one of the things is, that I miss how, as an only child. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> this is how elementary school worked for me, is people got a reaction out of me because it was easy. <laughs> Fucking Mark and Ashley, you assholes. Oh, God. That's very mean. I'm not a no, mean-spirited person. No, but, but it was funny. It was super funny. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I'm good. Dear Diary... <laughs> Today, Chris was super mean to me. <laughs> That's the every page in my diary. Oh, God. It's fine. I am totally crying, though. Me too. It's coming down my face. Oh, this is this is our catharsis podcast, oh, maybe, Christ. rather yeah. than... So I'm laughing crying because I need to cry. Yeah. <laughs> I cried in my office the other day. Oh, I've been crying like crazy. Like, yeah. you have a good office cry or is it a bad office cry? It was a bad office cry. Oh, I hate the bad cries yeah. that don't feel good at all. Yeah, I definitely had an, a scary person came into my office, oh. and, like, by scary, like... I don't mean that they just, like, looked scary and they were, but, like, they, they were intimidating. And yeah, they shouting. literally were, like, threatening to, like, attack us and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, but my boss came and saved me because she's amazing. <laughs> and then she was like, go take a break because yeah. I started, like, crying. Crying. And then she was like, go sit in the back. And then she came out and told my coworkers, like, Chris is taking a break, so I need you to do this thing. That was very nice. Yeah. Instead of just waiting for me to get better and then asking me to do the thing, she made somebody else do the thing. Yeah, yeah. That was awesome. Her yeah. managerial style is what very decisive and yeah. exactly what I need. Um, yeah. I was just, like, I had this realization that my new job is so not stressful most of the time. Mm-hmm. As opposed to my old jobs where, like, I was just operating at a high level of stress at all times. So mm-hmm. I was always on guard and nothing really got to me because I yeah. was fucking tough or just whatever. Tough and now because I'm in a, like, relatively cushy job that has some spikes of stressy stuff, mm-hmm. I, I like, I feel like I've gone soft a little and I'm, like, this yeah. tender marshmallow again yeah. that, like, stuff will get under my skin easier. Stuff that never used to. Yeah, and then my both my coworker and my boss were like, that's good. It's good to be human and, like, to yeah. have this whole wide range of emotions instead of just being a hard block of granite and, like... Yeah. 
it's okay if stuff scares you and gets under your skin. Like, take the break to deal with that. You don't have to just always be hard. And it's good. Yeah. It's so nice. That is so... <laughs> yeah, that's really nice. That's yeah. good to hear from people. It's, it's, it's when people go a little bit out of their way for you. That's when you get the good cry, which is yeah. what I've been like when people have been kind to me recently. Cause like, I've just been, I am a transparent person in a lot of ways. Like I just, I don't keep secrets about mm-hmm. myself very often as I've I said up top, you know, like I just, it has to be out there. Like there is an aspect of performativity. Like we were talking about because like normally I'm used to sort of it being in a silent place, like where other people are not necessarily reacting to me or I don't get the reaction I want out of people. Mm-hmm. So it's like with the, Social media is such a, like, I'm not saying anything new here, but it's such a complex thing that has so many rewards built into it that it's it's mm-hmm. so useful for getting in touch with people. But it's also, like, panopticon-ish, where I just, I, I feel like everyone can see that I'm unhappy and they don't necessarily know why, so I have to tell them kind mm-hmm, of thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it was also just for myself, like, I just needed to stop feeling like I had to keep acting as if everything was fine and normal. So to just go out and say, like, hey, by the by, I'm having a really fucking bad time yeah, right now where is, I'm just like, yeah. like, food doesn't taste good. I, you should have seen me, like, on the way over here. I was just trying to belt down a salad a bit because I'm like, I'm, I've been eating, like, shit. And I'm not trying to punish myself with good food. I'm not. I just, I'm like, I need nutrients. Like, my mm-hmm. body needs them. And I'm, it just tastes like fucking sawdust. Like, I just, oh, this is disgusting. I'm just, like, spitting it out and just, like, I'm not finishing it. Fuck this. Like, I just didn't finish it because yeah. I was just like, it doesn't taste good. I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't deal with that and, um, and like the food doesn't taste good I don't have any motivation to do anything I haven't practiced my set at all for tomorrow and I'm trying to do like a couple new jokes and I'm just like Ugh, I meant to go to like two open three open, different open mics this week that I just could not get out the door yeah. to do. it's been so like Oof. depression sucks and I'm bad at being depressed because I'm normally very anxious ah! so I'm constantly doing things Shit. to ameliorate that and now I just like I can't like I just like I just don't care. Like, I, I, like, what does it matter? Like, who, who gives a shit? Like, it's going to take me years to even get good at comedy. So, like, what does this one week even fucking count? Like, it's just so self-defeating, oh. right? And it's just, like, oh. nobody is, like, I get to this thing where nobody's kind. Like, nobody wants to take care of you in comedy. Like, mm-hmm. I kind of do for people, but, like, not all the time. Yeah, but then people are just, like, well, just suck it up. That's the yeah, fucking well, business. Just, yeah, it's That's just how business. it is. But all the people who say that, they all do the same fucking kind of jokes. Like, they're all doing the same kind of thing. They're all representing the same point of view of, like, a tough person who's annoyed with soft things. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's that's one point of view. Yeah. And that's boring to hear over and over yeah. again. So, I really like, like your perspective of just, like, I'm tender... Yeah, and I'm I'm doing some I'm doing a fucking dark joke tomorrow, like nice. a very dark personal joke. I'm and gonna I've been, be there. I'm I've really been injecting excited. a couple bits, like recently. Like the thing I have, like a a joke that touches on Columbine and like like severe childhood bullying and like depression and all that kind of stuff. It's all very like self referential. Now I'm like kind of looking towards family stuff that's tough to talk about, and I think that some people are gonna be pissed off at me for doing it in my family, but it's uh-huh. also like that's. You guys knew that this could happen at some point. You mm-hmm. always told me I had potential. <laughs> this is what I'm using it for. You should have behaved yourself. A yeah, exactly. <laughs> you did that, so this is now my material. Fuck yeah, you. <laughs> exactly, exactly. It's so. you know we always joke, oh, this, you'll be talking to your therapist about this in 20 years. Haha. <laughs> it's like no, I'm gonna talk to a room full of strangers about this. Exactly. And yeah. you might also be there. Yeah. So Tough. good luck. Ha! Yo, my mom thinks my mom thinks I have a bunch of material on her, and I'm like, I don't, I, I don't really like at this point. Like, 
there's not that much that's funny. Like, like my mom's great. She's a nice person. She yeah. is community minded. She volunteers a lot. She's a great cook. She's a cool person. It's not none of the issues that I have with her are funny. Like they're just kind of like, I wish that we knew understood each other better. Like yeah. that's that's all it is, yeah. right? Which isn't like. It's not as funny as talking about, like, the joke that I'm going to tell tomorrow, I won't spoil it too much, but it's, like, about a horrible phone call I got from my drunk uncle and grandpa when I was 13. Oh, shit. Which is just, like, don't do that to a child, first of all. And Mm -hmm. it's, like, the whole joke is about basically, like, unacknowledged alcoholism. Yeah. Right? So it's dark. It's dark shit, and I can't wait to do it. And I was talking to, like, my cousin today, who is the daughter of one of the the uncle that I'm talking about, and she's like, oh, shit, yeah, do it. Nice. So it's like, it can be very healing to do these kinds of things, but I also don't want people to think that I'm, like, crying in a closet when I get home. You know, like, I'm just, I've had pain. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm someone who has suffered in life, and maybe not as much as other people, I but... Think, I think something to, like, that people should realize, or maybe you need to be more specific about it, or, like, mm-hmm. straightforward about it on stage, I don't know. Yeah. Um, is just being like, I have processed this and I've gotten through it and that's why I can joke about it. So yeah. it doesn't affect me now, but yeah. it affected me then and I can remember what that felt like. Totally. Enough to then write about it and exaggerate it for comedic effect yeah. and whatever. Like, but so I'm good. Yeah. But I like I went through that already. Yeah. So it's fine. I've had that conversation <laughs> with a few audience members. Um, mm-hmm. Not a ton. Like I don't, I'm not... Uh, I was gonna say notorious. That's not the word. Like I, I, I don't, I, I don't perform enough that I'm having a lot of these experiences. Yeah, but, but even like the last show that I went to, these women like stopped you as you were like getting off stage, or came up to you later, or something. I forget what happened. Like that were just like, thank, like your set was amazing. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. the friends of the of awesome Casey who won. Yeah, who was fucking amazing Who's as well. And She's then her friends, comic. her friends were really supportive of her. Yeah. And when you went over, they to all say, voted May number two. Oh well, yeah, and then super cool. when you went over to Casey's table, and all of her friends were like, "Thank you for doing." Like you said some stuff that I've been thinking about, or yeah. something. Like it was important to them, and it was cool. Yeah, whatever. I, a, I think that's fucking awesome. I have this one-off line that has been surprising me every time I do it. Like I don't get a big laugh on it, but there's always this like, like a recognition. There's like, always like this 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 like little vibration that runs through the room of like, aha. Uh-huh of like oh she is very self-aware which is i just have this line that's like i don't know if you guys can tell from how much attention i need yeah but that i was a very sad child growing up and people are like oh my god yeah yeah it's just like a just just a quip just a little quippy quip yeah and it's just out there and people are like yeah okay yep i understand now it's pretty cool yeah which is which is like but i've done a few (laughs) sets where like older men will come up to me after. I don't mean, like, oh, old, but, like, yeah. like 50, like, 50 or 60, uh, if, if they've come to, like, support their kid or something like that, because I do, I've done a lot of those kinds of shows, um, and they'll come up and be like, it sounds like you've had a really hard life. And I'm like, probably not any more than anyone else. I'm just, like, in it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I'm aware of my pain, and it's at the surface in a way that I don't think it is for that many people. Like, it's just, I can't push it down and I I can only do it for a little while and it hurts too much so like just letting it be there is very vulnerable um I feel kind of bruised all the time but I'm not like dying ever Mm -hmm. you know I'm not a suicidal person which is great like sometimes I'm kind of like it'd be cool to just not be alive but I don't want to die like it's just like oh can I just like book a three-month coma right now like (laughs) can I just sleep till January is kind of how I feel it's not I don't want to 
eradicate myself at all. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of like, I'm fucking sick of this. Like, I'm tired of just getting up every day and doing the same bullshit. Yeah. Like, my, it's purely existential. My coma thing is I just want to disappear and change my name and move to another city or something like that because it's like, I still want to experience the richness and wonderfulness of life. Yeah. And I know that there's like a hundred different kinds of lifestyles that I'm never going to get to really experience mm-hmm. if I keep on this path. It's like, what if I just disappeared and became like... A baker. Yeah. It's a much better in solution Arkansas. than suicide. Yeah. I must say. Like, like any, quit your life. Yeah. But don't die. Like, yeah. go do something else. Go fucking piss people off by doing this. But you won't be dead, at least. Like, stay alive. Yeah. Do something different. Run away. Like, yeah. Like, you literally... I think we've said this before. It's like, yeah. you literally can do anything else. Yeah. And, like, it might be very hard. It may not seem like you can. Like, you may be mm-hmm. prohibited financially, but there are things you can do. Yeah. And, like, you know, Denise's story where she's like, I went to New York with not very much money and I fucking slept in the break room of the bookstore I worked at. It's I like, slept in Central Park. Yeah, like, or, yeah. it's fucking scary, but, like, you can also do that. Yeah. It's better than not being alive anymore, yeah. though, if you could still be alive. Yeah. So, stay alive. Stay do, alive. <laughs> do stupid things. Like, go do something crazy that won't hurt you. Like, go mm-hmm. get a bad tattoo. Like, just don't die, you yeah. know? Because it will get better eventually. Yeah. Like, that, the, the shitty thing about depression, though, is just kind of like, well, why, well, whatever, it'll just get bad again. Even if it gets better, what is it, even? Yeah, it, it's yeah. definitely, I'm definitely, like, having some sort of philosophical stuff right now, and I think, like, I never grew up religious, but I've talked about, like, going to church a lot, probably on the podcast, mm-hmm. and I, I used to, That like, was community for you, and, yeah, like, and, and it was, kindness to you. There was, like, a built-in, and there was toxicity there, too, for sure. But there was this sense of, like it all has a purpose. Like, there's a greater purpose, whereas, like, making your own purpose in things is difficult if you yourself don't have a lot of self-worth, mm-hmm. which is the problem that I have. And I've talked about this a lot, and I tweeted about this, which was, like, the, the difference between self-esteem and self-confidence. Because I talk to people who don't know me very well, who th- have gotten a picture of me from my job or from comedy or any number of things, who, like, people that I've just known for a few months or whatever, who are like, you seem to really have all your shit together. Like, I don't understand. Like, it doesn't make sense to me that you're having this trouble. And it's like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm caught. Like, I have no problem thinking I can do a thing. Like, doing something is not a problem. Like, getting on stage and talking about something, whether or not it's good, I can do that. Mm-hmm. That's not going to terrify me. It might not go well, but I'll do it. Yeah. But then or, how do you see yourself after that? Exactly. It's just like, oh, can you do this job for me? Yeah. Uh-huh. I can figure out how to do that thing. Like, the website's broken. I don't I don't really know HTML that well, but I bet you I can figure it out enough to fix it. Like, mm-hmm. I have utter confidence in my ability to do something, to present a version of myself that's appealing to whoever I'm talking to. Like, mm-hmm. But that doesn't come back to worth. Like, it's only my functionality. Worth has to be something that is um, inherent. Yeah. And I don't have that. Even if I never did any of these things, I would still be absolutely worthy don't of have love that. and I respect. I don't have yeah. that at all. I think that if I stopped doing things and just let other people take care of me, that I would be a piece of shit. And that is a sucky thing to feel. Where mm. it's like, I can't imagine other people loving me enough to take care of me without resenting me. Yeah. Wow. Big stuff. Let's take a break right there and let that sink in for two yeah. seconds and then come back and talk about being taken care of. With some sassy little accordion. Yeah. Okay. I love you very much, love you. by the way. Thank you. Okay. Katie. Christina. Can, which I never call you. Yes. <laughs> sometimes people do call me Christina, and sometimes I really love it, and sometimes I don't. Again, depends, if we were, if depends we were on France, context. I'd call you Christine. Well, this like lovely Italian lady comes into my office a lot, and she's like, you obviously speak Italian, right? And I'm just like, no, I'm I don't. a tiny Nona. <laughs> yeah, like, and I can, I can speak some Italian, 
I can pronounce food. I can. I can put my fingers out like this and go, hey. I can sing opera. Like I, I know, so I know Italian that I can. I can like string a sentence together to make it sound like I can speak Italian because I listened to enough Andrea Bocelli as a kid. <laughs> Quando sono solo, signore, son de manca le parole. Mozzarella. <laughs> yeah. Kind of like it's yeah. racist. Conte partiro. Oh, that's beautiful. Tsunami per mari. Che rosso. Sounds pretty fucking good when you say it, <laughs> <Yeah>. honestly. <laughs> but that's because I can imitate how sounds work. I don't know what it means. <laughs> you trickster musician. I know. It's pretty good. It's pretty a secret power. Good. But Katie, what I was going to say okay. is uh, I would really love to go to a cabin on a Gulf Island with you. Okay. Get a rotisserie chicken okay. <laughs> and some chips okay. and just eat with our hands and be disgusting garbage people but together yes okay instead of like making alone it, together well because it's like the secret shame eating that yeah. i sometimes will do is just okay. like eat with, like let's do it together let's, let's actually do that let's actually book a cabin on a gulf island and fucking... just go for a weekend we'll write and we'll if just we gotta like... go where there's rotisserie chicken it probably has to be salt spring i'm thinking like i don't know pender's got rotisserie chickens mm. we have to bring our own rotisserie Ugh. We could actually like get we could like do a roast chicken though, we and could. then eat that with our hands. Like I could, ah, we, we could because I don't get to cook chicken at home. I bet you we could go to someone's farm and be like that one, <laughs> <laughs> and then they would murder a chicken for us. Okay, and, and we then, could eat it and be like, oh god, well, we ended this chicken. I don't get to cook chicken anymore, and mm-hmm. it's actually quite. I love cooking turkey and chicken. Yeah, I like a poultry. so much where. You see, my mouth is watering. I think I'm quite hungry. You yeah. like season it. You like rub butter into its skin. Oh yeah. Sorry, vegans. And then like <laughs> roast it upside down for a long time to get the breast oh, yeah. really moist. Yep. And then you flip it over, and then you have all your root veggies underneath. And so we could do that and still rip it apart with our bare hands and dip it in ranch oh, barbecue sauce. You know what we could do that would cost us almost no money though yes. is wait for my parents to go away and, and then just take, take over, over their, their house. house. That was creepy. <laughs> Because I'm just thinking, like, my mom has every knife that you could ever imagine. Like, all the roasting pans, all the seasoning, all the... all the. So we just have to bring fresh groceries. If we could just, like, descend on there for a weekend when they're gone, let's do it. I want to do that. So, oh, God, okay. I'm almost about to cry because I want to do that so much. Mom Dad, give me your house. Your house. So that'll be basically that, like, free. literally... Mood I'm about to, to cry. I, cry. I want to do it. Or do. Whatever. Oh, It'd be so, do there's it. so many beds in that house. Like, it's great. There's mm. a d- giant television that's larger than me. It's like, I love going to your house because it still feels like a luxury because it's a different place. And but it's a have nice... you been to their place in Cloverdale? No. Dude. It's different than the party house that we used to party so party in? So different. So different. <gasps> but it's it's actually bigger. They tried to downsize. But yes. it's just up instead of out. Like, great. It's, it's three floors. The whole basement's super finished. Um, there's a pool table for some reason. <laughs> They've got like a full bar downstairs and like the pantry and it's hmm. just so much shit. Like it's just everywhere. Bren- Brendan and John, you guys fucking know how to do life. I've said this before. Like they are the ultimate, like nice wasps. Yeah. Honestly. Cool. Yeah. Um, they go away a lot. Let's do that. They're going to be go- gone for all of November. Probably like they usually go to Arizona. Oh, the worst month. The worst month. They're so, so they smart. Go- they, they leave in the most horrible time. Oh, my dad and I have place. the exact same SAD. Like it's yeah. totally. We have the same need to be liked by everyone and the same need for light during the day. I love your dad. I love my dad, too. Um, And, yeah, so then they go away to a nice warm place yeah. in the worst month so we can take over yeah. their nice warm place. go to place Arizona in, in, if anybody wants to find where they live, no. it's, still, it's a gated community. It's pretty safe. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty delicate. <laughs> Do like, they drive around on golf carts? Please say yes. No. Unfortunately, no, but Damn my mom it. just got a new car, so it's pretty cool. Um, any hoozle. Uh, well, I was thinking about, because you were like, ooh, cat-sitting opportunity. 
opportunity, and if I wasn't allergic, it would be like, let's take over that place <laughs> right. together. Right, yeah, yeah, but, but that's already happening. I, I think know. she's already got back. I just like, oh, I want people that I work with to stop asking me to find cats sitting for them. <laughs> my, my brother really wanted me to, like, babys- not baby babysitting is not what you do with a 12-year-old that you're related to. Like, yeah. honestly, it's not babysitting, but it's just uh, supposed to look after my niece while they went to Vegas for the Halloween weekend. I was kind of like, I haven't had a Halloween in six years. This is the first year I've had an opportunity to do something. I'm going to dress like fucking Barb. Like, I'm going to have a Barb costume. Okay. I'm going to be Barb from Stranger Things because I already kind of look like her. Great. So, just it. no problem. Just get some high-waisted jeans and a Trapper Keeper and a bloody bandage and a bad attitude because things didn't go good for Barb. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Poor Barb. Yeah. In Barb we trust. <laughs> anyway, so that's what I think I'm going to do. Uh, but I think we should definitely take over my parents' house. Let's do that. <laughs> if they're down. Sometimes they have, like, friends stay there, but if they yep. don't do that, then... That's totally fair. It's or if they're home. down to party. <laughs> just, <laughs> just thinking that my mom had these people named these, Jim. like, swinger friends that she's... <laughs> oh, I don't know. Sometimes I wonder. Um, I don't not, think they not do. that, No, not that your mom's a swinger, but she probably has friends that have had a key party. Oh, almost They certainly. travel in circles with people that probably have and do do they that. They must. But... Like, old people are adventurous. Yeah. They have fun. They drink a lot of wine. They, they golf. God. Things maybe get frisky in the condo hot tub. You gotta imagine. Have you seen that episode of Bob's Burgers with the uh, gated community in Florida that Linda's parents live in that's a swingers community? <laughs> probably. It's such a good episode. <laughs> oh my god. It's all like... Like, the grandpa doesn't want to stay because he's uptight, but he's got a special fetish that's women popping balloons with their butts. So, but that's very familiar, but so his, I must have seen that. But his, but his wife has, like, a thing with loud noises, so they can she, he can never, like, have his fetish. So it's like, okay, wait, these people have to stay here. They'll move in with us. So, all right, Nana, you put on headphones. Here are some balloons. Sit on them. Grandpa, you get horny. <laughs> like, Ew. he, like, fixed their sex life so he, they wouldn't come and live yep, with them. that's very funny. So anyway, it's a good episode. Uh, anyway, I, yeah, I'm sure my parents are secret perverts and they're not i don't think that your parents no are, but, but I they know people yeah. oh guaranteed guaranteed mm-hmm. i'm like i got some suspicions i'll let them know who i think it is <laughs> <laughs> anyway um no they had these these really cool people jim and maureen were staying at their house who i've never met but i've texted with maureen a lot because um we i was coming to like take care of some things while they were away for a week right. and um so we were just doing a little bit bit of back and forth where it's like she was like Katie, I killed one of your mom's plants. She's going to be so mad at me. I was like, oh my God, she's going to kill you. (laughs) She's like, will you please help me bury the evidence? So she was very cheeky. Like it was a back and forth super fun. I'm like, oh, if Jim and Mo are going to be looking after the place, I'd stay with them. We can can make them a fucking roast chicken. They'd be into it, I bet. Anyway, I think that's a good idea. But if if they're not going away, we should definitely like off season camp, like camp Mm -hmm. cabins are Mm -hmm. so cheap. We could get one for like, 80 bucks a night for a weekend easily, Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. Pender or Salt Spring or something like that. (sighs) Let's do it. Let's like eat chicken with our hands like monsters, Mm. like Baba Dukes or something. I've never seen that movie. I don't know what the Baba Dukes is. You're going to say like Baba Yaga. (laughs) Okay. We are like Baba Yaga. (laughs) We will have a cabin in the woods. We'll rip turnips out of the ground and chew on them with our bare teeth. Hey, we could roast turnips and chicken. Let's do it. We could eat them without it being an endurance project. (laughs) Which is how I feel about turnips usually. With turnips, as long as we can chop them really small, it'll mm-hmm. take a lot of perseverance because they're fucking hardy. Hard to chop, yeah. Hard to chop. We'll get. Oh, do I like a fuck. rutabaga better? I can't yeah, remember. definitely. Yeah. Rutabagas are definitely easier to cut. But like, okay, so I saw <laughs> I saw Rhea Butcher. There was a video that Cameron Esposito posted of Rhea Butcher like cutting a 
butternut squash oh, with, with the fucking the, with hatchet the hammer? and the hammer. Yeah, I've seen that. Uh, and it aroused me so much because oh, like I've never been able to cut a butternut squash and Rhea Butcher's gorgeous. So, Rhea Butcher's like... very sick. Rhea Butcher, crush of the week. Crush, <laughs> crush of the century. We don't actually have that as a segment, but she'd be on it every week. But, so like... I, I would love to, and I also have been watching a lot of chef shows and stuff like that, because that's therapy for me. And Naturally. If I could, if we could get, like, a big cleaver, mm-hmm. then we could make that turnip really go. So if, oh, you're, yeah. if your mom has lots of, like, cooking implements. Oh, she does. I'm actually very good at cutting recalcitrant vegetables and squish. I could see that. I'm, I'm, I'm quite strong and determined. Uh, I would like to start weightlifting and then be very Is this strong, a metaphor but... for a relationship where it's like, I'm the hardened root vegetable and you're good at cracking me open, sort yes. of? Yes. Yep. Yeah. It wasn't, but then it became one. Yeah, I think it. I think yeah. I could make it. That's fit. You're my sweet little turnip. <laughs> we can make that metaphor. Now let's relax with a nice, cool glass of turnip juice. <laughs> Here in Shelbyville, now that they've stolen our lemon tree. Oh, good fucking Christ. Oh, boy. Sweet Jesus How Christ. long have we been going for? Uh, like, almost an hour. Uh, we could go way longer. An hour. <laughs> uh. We're the opposite of the Jackie and Laurie show where we're like, try to fucking shut us up. <laughs> try. Just try. Just, I was listening to them on the way over here. It was great. Uh, they're always such a good inspiration of just like, eh. <laughs> I gotta just keep living. Eh. It's crap. God, I have to no, do all this no, shit. No, but I love that about them is just because they're so tired. Yeah. Like, they're just so over it, but they're just still doing it. And yeah. I'm just like, oh, you can actually just keep doing that indefinitely where you're just like this is bullshit yeah just keep doing it and it's gonna get progressively less bullshit but they both have things that they love so much where it's like they both love doing comedy and like jackie loves her husband so much and is just like there's nothing to do with comedy at all and i just love hanging out and being silly with this dude yeah it's like that's very nice i like like, i love hearing about because she always says his full name every mm -hmm. time like andy ashcraft yeah (laughs) like Mm -hmm. so i googled him a few times he's very cute He's a little computer game maker man. Nice. A makerman. Nice. We were joking downstairs that it's like, I miss living alone, but like, boy, like the trade-off of like not having a lot of personal space is like a very good yeah. like, relationship that feeds my heart and soul. It's totally. Like, that's very important. And it's like, yeah. things are going very well in that department. And so when things get like shitty in other realms, I'm just like, good, it's not all going to shit. Yeah. No, that's important. To, <laughs> Which is... It's important yeah. to look at the things that are going well. I'm just like, I'm so... Um, my partner has a job she loves right now. She's at this new place. I won't say what it's called, but they're, um, it's a different, it's a different, it's the same kind of work she's always she's done. She's using but it's her skills for a different kind of. It's a different field yeah. overall, but the yeah. work that she does is very similar to yeah. the work that she's always done, which is DevOps. That she's very fucking she's great very at. good at. She's very political, which is why I think sometimes like her coworkers love her. Like I, I, I got, a, when I posted my big sad post or whatever a bunch of her old co-workers from two jobs ago were messaging me like oh. are you okay i hope you're doing well like how's tessa and all that kind of stuff what? so like that's awesome so it was really cool it was just kind of like yeah she's she's loud she's a loud one i'm like yeah she's very loud she's very loud and she has very strong opinions but they are really well informed yeah. like as as much as sometimes i'm kind of like okay okay she always has a point like yeah. there's always a point to well it. interviewing her sister katya yeah we, we've had her it's like you are also very loud and have so very strong loud. opinions like that's a family trait and it's yeah. very important and it's and you can't being an assertive an assertive politically strong lady lady is an important thing to be it yeah. really is it's it is. We are that, but not to the same degree at all. Yeah, not the same, like, like bullheadedness when it comes to that yeah. stuff. Yeah, and I admire that. So do I. But it and also I... annoys me. Sure. <laughs> so yeah, it's like I live with it. I, I really, like, I'm annoying. 
Yeah. I'm very annoying. I'm also very annoying. It is just like that is a that is a factor of being alive and being a person and having habits. Yeah. Just like they will grate like any habit you have will grate on someone that you live with. Like it just it just does. Jessica yeah. says it doesn't, but I know that there's a lot of stuff I mm-hmm. do that annoy her. She's just like, no, you're yeah. great. I love you. I'm like, come on. You hate how neat freaky I am. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Come on. You don't like <laughs> it. Yeah. So like. It's my partner doesn't like how messy I am in terms of like, I'm very like anal about clean dishes. Yeah. I don't like food things. I don't yeah. think, like things that Smell. are going to like grow and take on a life of their own and Smell become and sentient slime and like take over. Kind of stuff is all the worst. But it's like my clothes in a pile aren't going to hurt anybody except they hurt his like sensibility. <laughs> sure. Yeah, and that's uh, those are all the things that you yeah. just like end up negotiating and yeah. that's that's totally fine. It's it's um but the the so the field that she's in like they it's just very unstable right now. Tech mm-hmm. in Vancouver is is um they don't have the workers in mind, unfortunately, mm-hmm. because of a lot of uh, policy that passed around the year 2000. Thank you, Andrew Petter. Well, um, we've got a provincial election coming up in May, which yeah. I can't talk about. <laughs> yeah. But, it's, it, but like the, um, the, the lack of respect for workers is a really big problem. But it's also just like jobs are very unstable. They, they, they will be rounds of layoffs. There will be any number of things mm-hmm. that happen where it's just kind of like, oh, you're just not a good fit because there's just so many people who are hopscotching from jobs right now. Like I've talked to a bunch of people who um, used to work with Tessa, like at her old job, again, not going to say what it was, but it was mm-hmm. like a big, mm-hmm. um, like entertainment big related mm-hmm. um, company. And uh, a lot of the people that she was working with last December are not there anymore. A bunch huh. of people got pushed out she- also. And a bunch of people lasted only a couple more months and then like quit or got laid off or any number of things. And then, very gratifyingly for a bunch of them, including Tessa, got con- contacted by that company and were like, we need people now. Wah-ha-ha-ha. We are fucked. Yeah, and they're just like, And they're all like, I you can go else. and suck my entire, like, everything. Ghost dick. Like, <laughs> absolutely just suck any idea of a dick. Just suck it. <laughs> suck all of it. Suck my butt. Suck my foot, like whatever. Suck any <laughs> gross part of myself you don't want to put your mouth on. Suck it. Sorry, that's very vulgar. But it was just so like the the, the sense of like, are you fucking kidding me? Like mm-hmm. after you everything you did to us, mm-hmm. you come crawling back, <laughs> offering diddly. Like oh yeah, they weren't even so... trying to like. No, no, they're just like, hey, you unemployed because you got kicked out. Like no, okay, yeah, because like. There's always, there is always work, but it's not always good. Yeah. You know, and like trying to find something and then not having things oh, for but much. The, fu- just like the, the fucking satisfaction of saying no to something yeah. like that, though, is so sweet. It's so good. It's almost worth being unemployed. <laughs> almost. Yeah. The, well, the sense, the sensibility of it is, is, is tough to, it's, it's oh, tough. Like, it's, it's really so hard. Because I just, like, I want there to be stability. Mm. I don't want to worry about a job. I don't want to... Like, I want to be able to, if I had to not work for a little while, I'd want that Mm. to be okay. The thing is, like, I can't support us on my income. Yeah. Not entirely. But it's better than not having anything. Yeah. So it's kind of like, if this is unstable for you, then I have to. So it's just like the sense of, the sense of there's no constancy in it, which is, which is shitty because for five years, she had the same job. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was in school. And you guys, you guys built a life together that was so stable. So now, now you're like. Our relationship now has to figure out what to do in this really fluxy time. You guys yeah. are doing an amazing job, though. We work so hard. Can I just say, like, Thank you. yeah, like to acknowledge the work that you yeah. both are doing yeah. and look. hot tip, audience. Marriage is a lot of work. Yeah, it's not easy, and especially after the first couple of years. Like the when you're in a relationship with someone, I've never had a relationship go beyond three and a half years before this, and this is very close to eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 
generally speaking around year two, I'm kind of like, oh, you're starting to bug me. And then by the end of year three, I'm like, you are not trying at anything anymore. And I don't like this. And this isn't fun for me anymore. And then like it, that's how long it takes me to break up with somebody. I've only ever been dumped once. It was horrible. I don't Mm -hmm. recommend it. Um, but now it's kind of like, well, I don't want to break up like, but it's hard. So what do you do? Yeah. So it's just work. Like relationships are just work. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you'll have years where there's no work at all, where it's just the easiest thing in the world. Yeah. So it's like that to me is the long-term relationship goodness where it's like, it's not just all bad. It's not yeah. just all good. There's ebbs and flows. Yeah. And if I'm looking at this on like a long scale, it's still like I'm choosing to work through this hard thing yeah. to get back to good stuff. Cause we know that good yeah. stuff was there and it's only when you come to some conclusion or agreement that, like, the good thing that we had is never going to come back, then that's when you break it off. Yeah. But if it's like, it will come back, it's these other circumstances that are yeah. affecting it. So stick with me through that because the good totally. stuff will come back. Totally. It is hard. Yeah. To, it is hard to just, like, keep coming up against challenges over oh, and over God. and over again. Like, like all of, like, the legal Ooh, stuff that comes around so with transitioning, right? Like, mm. like, dealing with stuff like, my wife is now legally a woman. Yeah. Yeah, woohoo! She got, she got. It's so funny to get like, like realizing the liminal space that you're in. I'm, I'm trying to like, how do you be private about something while still like talking about? Because I think it's like important. Like a lot of people don't really hear about the trans experience for people, and it's not my, it's not my position to speak for my wife, obviously. But like to be in a position where like I am married to somebody who is considered by the government of Saskatchewan to be a woman with her name that she doesn't use anymore, like her old name, oh. uh, her old given name. So like she gets her birth certificate reissued with an F, but it's still her birth name on there, which is kind of like weird. Okay. Weird. But that's, but that's how it comes in. Nobody okay. knows this. The new birth certificates, very deluxe, looks like new money. Uh, it's like, it's like shaped weird. <laughs> like it's, it's a different <laughs> shape. It's all strange. So then she gets that. And then she has to take that and send it to the province of British Columbia and the country of Canada and be like, Hey, I'm a lady. Uh, can you please reissue everything in my proper name? Interesting. And so like that just came through Fucking this week. Bureaucracy. So now, well, that's now a good thing the province celebrate. and federally she's recognized with this name, but she has to get a new passport, new BCID, new MSP, new, all that kind that of stuff. That costs a lot of money. Costs a shitload of money is a lot of work. And so that's just something, that's just something that's happening ancillary to everything that's already Happening. Did you guys have a gender reveal party? <laughs> Fuck you. You made a cake. <laughs> you made a cake and her new birth certificate came out. I want to do that. Really oh my God. I want to do that. I want to get it like a bunch of pink ass cupcakes. Oh, fucking! I know somebody who can make them. That's so great. Let's, can we throw her a party? She won't listen to this. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's. But she won't get this far. She won't listen to this for a while. That's funny. Let's do that let's, soon. Let's, let's, okay, let's do Oh, that would be so sweet. <laughs> Where it's just a new. Well, her birthday's looking. coming up, so maybe we should do it for her birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That'll be fun. Oh. That's it's not even make it a birthday party. It's make it a birth party. <laughs> it's just like you're. It's a girl. <laughs> and we'll get fucking shitty balloons. Yes. From the fucking dollar store that yeah. are like terrible gender. Yeah, we'll do horrible. like bad helium voices like. I feel pretty, oh so pretty. Let's let's make it like a baby shower. Oh my god, that'd be is so that cute. Is that condescending? Yeah, it probably is. So oh I'm no. gonna check with her. I'm oh gonna no. sh- I'll check with her and see if she's into that idea. Where it's not like too kooky. Yeah. It's just kind of like let's let's have like a new birthday party. Yeah, for that's you. actually very funny. Like how I went from like oh that'd be so fun. I'm like wait, is that infantilizing? Oh, and almost horrible? certainly it is. But I think she'd find the conversation funny. Yes. and come around to the idea. Yeah. Like just knowing my wife as I know her, she'd be like. Ugh. I do love it when people pay attention to me. Because <laughs> she's my wife. Because her favorite color is glitter, right? Like, yeah. we... 
fuchsia, fuchsia glitter. Yeah, so we yeah. can we can make that come out of the cake and just be oh, like, yeah. How about yeah? How about we just throw you a birthday party where we just love you a lot? Yeah, that's that's really what I think that... it's gonna be. I think I thought you would just cut into the cake and a bunch of pink shit would fall out, yeah. which is kind of fun. I think that would be cute. Yeah, totally. It's just like, well, they got it wrong, but now we're getting it right. It's fine. Mm, it's great. Yay. It's so nice. So so like, it's just like, but that on top of everything else, like it's the adjustments. Yes. And think so life has just been like a fucking challenge this year, Twitty. And I I think I talked about this in my Facebook post, which is that it seems to be on a 10-year cycle for me. Mm-hmm. That like I can't speak to 1986 because I was a year old and at Expo. And I'm pretty sure I was riding around in a stroller with like a little visor and just rocking it out and having a good old time. Um, but 1996 was very hard for me. My very beloved grandmother died that year. Um, and like, that was when I was, got the worst bullying pretty much was sixth mm. grade into seventh. So like 96, 97 were really tough for yeah, me. Okay. Uh, 2006 is when I got dumped mm-hmm. like right off the bat. Started in January. That whole year was just hot garbage. My, fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. And fuck like that. Fuck that year. My wonderful uncle, uncle, uncle Don died that mm. year. And it was so sad. And it's just like, everything was hard. I didn't have a job. I had temp. And I had to like, I had no fucking friends. I mean, I had some friends. I had you. I had Jasper. Yeah, but we were, we were kind of like on we a break were, at yeah, the time Yeah, we were really too. talking too much yeah. at the time. Like we I was were just, on a break. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just like, yeah, I was definitely not very connected with people that I already knew. And I just felt lost. And the only person I talked to was this really nice girl named Marquetta who like also had an ex-boyfriend who was in the same band. So we had like this this weird club going on. So I was yeah. like, Thank, thanks to her who like kind of kept me alive that year. Not that I had any real danger, but like at least kept yeah. me engaged and yeah. like able to bounce of back course. eventually. So like that was such a shitty fucking year. And then 2007, I had that horrible anxiety where I like couldn't eat. I was so anxious and I'd lost like 25 pounds and everybody was telling me how good I looked. Oh, fuck you guys. Like, oh my God, you look amazing. I'm like, thank you. I can eat one lean cuisine a day. <laughs> Maybe a skill. Yeah, <laughs> it was thank, bad. Thank you. I'm literally dying. dying. Yeah, <laughs> cool. Yeah. I feel like my brain's trying to eat me. It's great. So, like, I realizing like, okay, there's a pattern to this. Mm-hmm. It's um, maybe like, I get like a little cosmic with it, where I'm mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, maybe it's like a set, like a Saturn thing. Well, because like a... it's like you're you're yeah rotating around something. Something on the tenure, like, is we're. I get really into the idea of base 10, like the numbering system, like we've got 10 fingers, right? And that's Mm -hmm. why everything is based on a decimal point system. Like it's all in tens because we got 10 fingers. And so like 10 feels like a very round and important number. Like Mm -hmm. when I turned 10, that felt like a big deal Yeah, well, we celebrate milestones like that as like a culture, right? Where it's like your 40th is a big deal, but 41 is like bullshit, right? Yeah, I'm turning 32 this year, (laughs) which or this next year, which which, like there's Mm -hmm. nothing to that except that it's the most Australian number. That you can say. <laughs> it's, it's, Let's have a barbecue for your birthday. Yeah, we're gonna start we're gonna just like a shrimp party. My dad can't come. He's very allergic. Mm. <laughs> no vegan, no vegans, no dads. <laughs> it's a bad party. I really like both of those people. I know. Yeah, those are like some of our favorite people. Our dads or vegans. Well, your dad or vegan dads. <laughs> Any vegan dads? Please don't send us hate mail. Um, vegan dads. Send us a picture. Send us some pictures. I bet you got a beard. I bet you do. I know. I know one vegan dad. He's super hot. He's also an amazing counselor. Does and he have a beard? Yeah. Yeah, there you go. It's a huge beard. Facts. Facts. Just hitting you with the hot facts today. <laughs> Fuck. You know what? Everything's all right. Like, yeah. I, I honestly, like, I am okay. I'm just, I don't like feeling bad. 
hey, I don't. I don't like being down. You and me both. I hate it where I'm just like, all right, I'm fine. Let's party as if everything's okay. And then I'm just like the next day, I'm like, I'm hungover and I'm still sad, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is not so great. No. So I'm just like, I'm trying to stay. I'm trying to figure out what the magic amount of social engagement is that doesn't feel overwhelming, but I'm mm. not still so hermiting to the point that it's getting worse. Because mm. like I haven't gone up and done stand up in 17 days. Well, which is, you're doing it tomorrow. Yeah, because well, I have it's to. your show. I have to. So look at you built in some fail safes for yourself into this world. <laughs> and if I eat shit there, at least I got a $25 tab that I can drink away. Yeah. So and, it's fine. And I'll be there. And you'll be there, and other friends will be there, mm-hmm. and nobody's going to let me totally die. You'll still laugh. You know my jokes. You're like, yeah, will I? Yeah. <laughs> no, you will. It's you think awesome. I'm funny? Yeah. yeah. I think you're really, really fucking funny. Do you think you're pretty? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, but, you know, you have been talking about... Never mind. I'm not even going to say that. No, no, do it. Do it. No. Do it. Do it. Please. Please. Let's you've make been it saying, You've been saying, like, I just need to bomb to get it over, so maybe that'll be tomorrow. Maybe. No, I genuinely had that thought where I was yeah. like, I'm going to try something new. I was going to yeah. try a new intro, and I think I'm going to just try something that's, like, a little, like, nip, that's not anything, because I was going to do something about, like, how my usual intro joke didn't work in Portland as well as it works up here. Yes! I have no problem doing this on the podcast. You told me about that. I fucking love that. Well, I might still do it where it was just kind of like, because in Portland, the comedy scene there is incredible. Everybody's wonderful. The comics are so fucking nice. Yeah. Everybody's so nice, so accommodating. So then the people that fucking tell you that Vancouver, sorry, I'm getting a... Yeah, no, no, fine. My finger literally went up in a like, let me tell you kind of thing. People that tell you that, oh, comedy, this is just how it is. And you just have to suck it up. It's like, nope, that's no, untrue. It's totally because different. Other there. scenes are very different, and we can have yeah. the power to change ours. I would Doesn't say have to be like Portland that. and Seattle yeah. are very, or not sorry, not Portland, Seattle, Vancouver and Seattle have very similar scenes where it's like there are a number of very friendly people, but it's a little it's bit kind aloof. of more cutthroat. It's yeah. not even a cutthroat, just mm. aloof, a little bit. Like you really have to put yourself out there to a point where people can't ignore you. Right. Uh, which Whereas is fine. Portland I have no issue is with, like, come here, Portland let me. Is, is I made two friends, and then I made two friends from those two friends, and then I made two friends from those two friends, and now my whole feed is mostly stuff from Portland where I'm like, fucking, I need to talk to Belinda Carroll, I need to talk to Carter, I need to talk to Trevor Thorpe, like, all of these awesome people who are working in Portland who just want to put me on. They, I'm not popular, I'm not famous, like, I'm not even famous in Vancouver, like, nobody gives a shit. I go down to Portland, people are like, you're a different person, you're nice, you look cool, come on, do it. Like, and it's great. They just let me have spots. And it's so nice. But the thing is, is that audiences are very nice in Portland. And so I can't do the self-deprecating stuff I normally do up here. Like, where I tell everybody, like, I know, contrary to all reasonable assumptions, I'm not going to do a poem at you right now. Yeah. But in Portland. But in Portland, they just kind of want to hear the poem. You know, they're just like, oh, no, 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 Katie, this is a safe space. Yeah, do the poem. Share your truth. Which is so sweet, but... Just so Portland. It doesn't have the cut that you need to, like, have a Which little... is just like, don't worry, I'm not going to do it, but I could. <laughs> Which is always, like, there's a little threat where it's like, if you don't think the rest of the shit is funny, I will do the poem at you. <gasps> Which is the subtext in my in my. Oh, my set. God. <laughs> have you not picked up on that? No. Okay, well, a few times I've been like, I'm not going to do that, but I could, so keep that in mind. That's awesome. <laughs> It's just like, don't worry. I could do a poem any day. I can write a poem. Yeah, if you fuckers don't laugh, like I actually, do I can have write some a medium poems. good poem very quickly. <laughs> I can, I'm not a great poet, but I'm medium good at it. Yeah. Um, that's 
So you want me to intro myself that way? Yeah, and then to be like, in Portland, they would just say like... Just do the poem. poem. Are you going to do the fucking poem? Like, we want to hear your poem. That's why we're fucking here. Safe space. Mm -hmm. So I might do that. I don't know. I'm like trying to figure out how much time I have, like... I don't really know. Just made a fart, <laughs> fart noise, noise in my ass. I got fart noise amount of time. And I'm like, I said I'd do five, but I can do seven because it's my fucking show. So suck my ass. Oh, yeah. How about um take some take some do whatever you want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of gonna. Uh, and I was thinking just about that. Like my I did a Portland bit before that kind of worked, but sort of didn't. And I'm kind of like I haven't really edited it at all. Mm-hmm. But I just think it might work at our show instead yeah. of the mic. But now you have an out of like if you do bomb, you can be like okay. Well, I'm fucking gonna do that poem now. I just I should just write the poem and shove it in my bra, and if it doesn't work, pull it out and just do the poem. Just like good night. Yeah, <laughs> men, man. <laughs> oh my god. Um, I do want you to do that. So bad. Okay, I'll, I'll write a very to... shitty poem and I'll tuck it in my bra, and if I have to do it, I'll do it. Yeah, this will come out after you do the show. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> so we'll see what what I end up doing. You know, I... but that's. Very funny. So I'm gonna do I'm gonna do the new the new joke I'm working on is called Drinkin' Family. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm gonna do my new like the Rankin family. Yeah, like the Drinkin' the, the Rankin family, but Drinkin' Family. My parents also really like the Rankin family. Yeah, that's. Um, and I'm gonna close with the closer that I've been doing recently that mm-hmm. has been going very well. Mm-hmm. It's all mm-hmm. about the jeans, which is fun. It's amazing. It's a good joke. I've been closing with vagina jokes because that's just what's expected. But the thing is, I have two really funny twat stories, and yeah. so they make good jokes, and they're good closers, because, like, all the women lose their shit, and the men are uncomfortable, so they laugh. Awesome. Which is what I want. <laughs> I want women to really enjoy themselves, and men to be on tenterhooks. That's how I want my comedy to be received. <laughs> Which is exactly the conversation I had with Casey Novak and Katie Ellen Humphreys after Aww. I came in second at that show that yeah. Casey won. And I was just like, Katie Ellen Humphreys, I love you. <laughs> and then I booked her immediately to be on our show without asking anyone. <laughs> they were kind of like, Katie, you have to talk to us about this. I was like, I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> too bad. Yeah, too bad. We're still doing this. Too bad. She's so funny. She's the best gender reveal party joke I've ever heard. It's the joke yeah. I wanted to write. Yeah. And I didn't get the chance because she wrote the perfect one. Yeah, it's so good. So then we'll so just, good. yeah, throw it like, please around. do that at our show, Katie. So she's not good. listening to this. I'll just tell her that I really wanted to do yeah, it. Yeah, it's so good. I like the more assertiveness that comes out of you when you are doing comedy stuff and booking mm-hmm. stuff. Like, yeah. fucking take up the space and do your shit. I like it. People respect me a lot as a booker, not as much as a comic, which is <laughs> fine. Because I'm very organized and uh, I know who's good. Yeah. Kind of thing. Great. Like, I know how to... Ma- we, we really know how to make a good lineup and we know how to um, keep the trains running on time kind of thing, which, mm-hmm. is, which is really good. We've been... The, the interesting thing in working with Tricycle, which is Kyle, who's Kyle, both Kyle and Justin, previous guests, yeah. um, lovely, lovely men, uh, and all different strengths, and super interesting to learn just how to use Facebook advertising, like to pay a little bit of money to get a lot of views. It's not expensive. Like, I don't think we spend more than, we spend about 40 bucks on actual advertising, like just in the interest of total transparency. Paying the poster like, mafia? No, 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 that's more. Okay. Um, not, <laughs> not that much. We use Silver Fox postering. They were 60 bucks for 200 posters. Okay. Like, that's awesome. That's what I want to do for my next community event. This guy was very pro. He uses QuickBooks. So, recommended. <laughs> I'm like, this little crest punk knows how to use the QuickBooks, which is kind of impressive to me, because I expected to just give him, like, a wad yeah. of 20s. He uses QuickBooks and wheat paste at the same time. Quick what a multifaceted and- character. He just, like, postered a, a QuickBooks invoice <laughs> on my face while we were talking. No, Justin did it all. He's the businessman. Like, I like to say, Justin's the head, Kyle's the heart, and I'm the vagina. <laughs> 
which is reductive but very funny. <laughs> you liked it. I did. Yes, you do. Oh, we're descending into silliness, but I think we've turned our shit around, which is really nice. I'm feeling very therapized by yeah. this. Honestly, like, my regular therapy does involve, oh, I had a good cry in therapy. It was so good. I, like, wept. And my therapist was like, wow. Yeah. That was amazing. Yeah, she's like, I love you for doing that. You're grieving for real. Yeah. I'm crying a little bit. Yeah, it was so good. It was so good. I was just like, <laughs> this feels awesome. Because <laughs> I don't like to let myself do it. I know. I used to be a much freer crier. And because I, of several things, like one is my, when I was like a super tough job person. Yeah, you gotta be tough. And then also like my partner is much more recalcitrant than I. And so I take those cues where it's like, he doesn't really, he doesn't really, he doesn't really love it. Like to hold me while I sob. Like it just doesn't. It's not his fave. It's not his fave, which is totally fair. Um, and I don't really like doing it either, but man, does it feel good. And I used to have like a really good cry once a month. <laughs> I wonder I wonder why. Um, but like I haven't been letting myself do that lately and now it just like as I'm talking to you I'm just seeping tears just coming out. Yeah. So it's like uh, it's probably better to let it all out in a big burst rather than just like hold it in and let it like slowly leak out and then maybe then I still get a good hard cry but it's because I've exploded like a yeah. fucking nightmare. It's not good. Like no. it's not the idea of like when you spend a lot of time with with men or in environments that are necessarily masculinized, mm-hmm. where, where you kind of just can't be a mess. Mm-hmm. It's, in some ways, like, I think learning emotional management is really good. It is, because, but like... But if you overmanage, that's not as good yeah. either. Because, like, ugh, my work is, like, it's all women that work in the office and stuff, yeah. but it's, like, we still want to keep our shit together. Yeah. Because we want to do good for each other yeah. and be accountable to each other think, and do think, the work. But, yeah. ugh, the problem seems ah. to be <laughs> maintaining those things as being mutually exclusive, like being competent and being vulnerable. I tend to keep separate in my mind. Right. Um, because I am both. I know that. Uh, but I, I also, just in my mind, they're different. They're on different parts of the Katie map, totally. Mm-hmm. But they're not. Like, they're, they're very much overlapping. Mm-hmm. And when I don't let myself just kind of be a hot fucking mess from time to time, that... It doesn't go well for me, you know, like I, and it, it comes to the point where like, I've been doing a lot of like very casual crying over the last few weeks, which I think has been really good for me because it's not like I'm denying what's going on anymore, mm-hmm. which is, there isn't actually anything going on other than the fact that I've just been dealing with things for the last 10 to 12 months that have just been things collecting and me trying to just keep going. Because yeah. I can't feel bad long enough to process a feeling and to actually grieve, like, a loss yeah, of something. Yeah, you're like, I gotta, like, I I gotta, gotta get going. this shit done. So it's like going. sandpaper on you always. Always. And so the last couple weeks where I've just been like, yeah, no, I'm a, sh- I'm a fucking mess right now, um, which is still... Part of me feels very insincere in saying that because my mess, for a lot of people, is their best. Which feels bad when I say that. Mm. But I only can deal with my own context. I'm not shit-talking anyone else who's having no. more trouble than me. Absolutely. Anybody who's, like, it's not able relative. to work based on their mental illness, like, I am not saying that I'm better than you at Mm-mm. all. At all. I wish I had the strength to be honest about, like, how bad things get sometimes. But I, I, I'm not there. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I'm still being competent and still being reachable and still being, like, achievey and that kind of stuff. And that's... That feels dishonest in some mm. ways because it's kind of like, well, am I just like wearing a Katie suit and like puppeting it and yeah. like, I'm fine. And blowing air through you and just you're blow- just like exactly. so, wash man. So whenever I do actually like feel the tears start coming, I'm like, this is real shit. Mm-hmm. I had, like, you're going to think this is so silly. Uh, I was very 
high on marijuana, as I tend to do from time to time. Oh, God, I'm so judgy Well, no, that. it's going gonna, it's gonna to get weirder. It's going to get weirder. Um, the thing is, is like, I use that for sleep. Um, I, I, I take an edible. Your ass is very thing. covered. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. I have like a card and all that kind of stuff, but I just, I take it for sleep. But the thing is if I take it a little bit earlier, then I start having emotional, re- it, it feels a little bit like mushrooms, honestly, sometimes where it's that, that sense of like, do you ever take, uh, you, I'm like, do you ever take mushrooms? Like I haven't in a long No, time. I haven't since, since last year, mm-hmm. honestly. And that was oh, the yeah. first time I've done it in a <laughs> couple like, of years. I was about to say not in five years, but that's a lie. <laughs> I like mushrooms, but they're a commitment. Yeah. So I don't do them very often. Yeah. Um, I think in an ideal world, I do them once a season and then that would be like a, cause it's like, it's an emotional laxative in a lot of ways. It's just like, bleh, it makes it all come out. So maybe I do. <gasps> we could roast a chicken and then do much. <laughs> we should really do oh, that. Oh, wait, hold on. Uh, I, Delete. That is a, <laughs> allegedly, 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 we'll do that. Allegedly, not for real, but we'll definitely do that, but we won't, but we will. Um, so that's a great idea and I love it and we should do that. Uh-huh. And then we'll just like hold each other and weep and it'll be phenomenal. We're insufferable. We're I the worst. It. We are so great. Oh, God. But we love us. Just ask us. Oh, God. Um, any hoozle. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm tripping a little bit, which is not a super common thing for me because it takes a lot to make me high, but I, here's where it gets weird. I'm okay. sitting in front of my rat's cage. Ugh. Ugh. I know. I know. I know. The thing is, they're like little puppies. They're very real, and they have personalities. They're very, very independent of each other. They're super different. Hmm. And I was just sitting in front of the cage with the door open, and just like, I just had feelings, and I looked at them, and I was like, I just love them, and I don't know why. Like, the thing about an animal is that it doesn't talk to you, unless it's a parrot, which is terrifying, but I love birds, so there you go. Um, But they... They can't talk to you. They can't tell you what their needs are. You just have to guess and do your best. And then, and then sometimes you just they just, them yeah. And you, like, smooch them or whatever. And it's, like, whatever kind of animal it is, if it doesn't talk back to you, if it, you can just look in its eyes and whatever. It's just, like, there's something in giving the love to an animal like that that's very therapeutic. It feels really good. It doesn't, it doesn't have the sense of a person of, like, is this person maybe taking advantage of me? Are they maybe sinister in some way? Or is there, there's no question about mm, that. Like, an animal doesn't have... Their intentions have, are so pure. They are pure, because they don't have, like, a human brain to be complicated and that kind of stuff. And so it's very easy to love a pet. I want a kitty. Right? I want a dog I'm so or I allergic. a cat. I, I'm, oh. I'm allergic to a lot. I'm a little bit allergic to the rats, honestly, but not enough that it's a problem. So I'm sitting there, just, like, little tracks of tears carving down my face, just looking at them going, like, I don't even know them. I love them. They're not people, but I love them. They make me feel good to hold them. They won't live more than three years. Mm-hmm. And that made me sad. But it also just, like, I was just, like, just sort of watching them and just crying for no real reason. And then they kind of just kind of came out to the cage and, like, flipped over the door and just, like, kind of were sniffling. And I put my each hands out and each of them crawled into a hand. Ran, each of them, like, at the same time ran up my both my arms and sat on my shoulders and just, like, nuzzled my ears. Mother of dragons. Mother of weird little rat dragons. <laughs> and I was just, like... You guys. <laughs> I love you guys. I thought you were going to say like, they were going to start licking like your tears off. And I was like, Katie, they're attracted to the salt lick and they want to actually eat no, they, they were just, They were just like. I won't ruin this for you. They were just, just like kidding. snuggled up to me. And I just like grabbed them off myself because I'm like, you guys are going to run around and piss on everything. So I just like, just like, I, I can't stop kissing them, which is disgusting because they clearly piss on themselves. Like they're very clean. They wash themselves all the time, but I'm just kissing rat spit. Ultimately, like don't kiss me. I'm disgusting. <laughs> 
I'm holding your hand because I think so that's like, so gross, but I love you. Yeah, but I'm like, <laughs> and I put them back in. Don't worry, I wash my face before I come over here and try to kiss you. You kissed uh, my amethyst. Don't that, worry, I wash my face. That sounds like a, such a like weird, weird Steven thing. Like, or it also sounds a bit like a Steven Universe thing, mm. which you don't watch, which is weird. Uh, but it's fine. So, yeah, I've been coping in weird ways, kissing rodents. Um, <laughs> I went and got a massage that I fell asleep during. Can I just circle back to animals for a second? Please do. Um, my partner is very, like, animals love him, babies love him. Like, he's a good, pure man that a just, pure like, part. you know. A real link kind of type guy. Yeah, he just, like, attracts things that are normally skittish. They're just like, I feel safe around you. Yeah. That's probably why I like him a lot. He chills me out a lot. <laughs> yeah. And it's great. And so... I let him pet my head, although I don't think he would. Might. No. No. No, no I would he never. Would let, he would let you give him a massage. Yes. <laughs> oh, thank you. What a gift. What a gift. <laughs> Sorry. It's fine. Um, but, like, you know, we'll sit in the park and the ducks will just surround us because they don't feel like we're going to chase them off because yeah. they just, like... I feel like animals know if you have bad intentions. Like, does that sound flaky? I don't care. They just, Dude, they I know. Like, I kissed you... your crystal. Yeah. That's not a euphemism. <laughs> I just, like, I, I, okay, I just so picked it up is... and, like, couldn't not kiss it. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with it's me? It's because it's been charging in the moonlight for three nights. Christ. What are we? <laughs> what are we? I massaged my heart chakra with it oh, the other God, day. Oh, my God, you fucking loser. I, <laughs> I felt better. It was so good. <laughs> I, uh, I know we both listened to the same podcast. I think we both got equally excited because I love it when you made it weird updates because it's always going to be a two to three hour weirdo podcast like with somebody that I'm interested then in. it was Bo Burnham. It was Bo Burnham. Like I skipped all of these things that I have saved up to like I'm very interested in Kate McCucci. I love the Jesse Klein episode, all that sure. stuff. But like, but I was like, Bo, that's what I need to do for self-care yes. this week is to take a walk while I listen to this. So I walked for two hours listening to only two thirds of the Bo Burnham podcast and then listened to it again like the next day. It was so good, but he was like, oh, fucking. Oh, the astrology. The fucking astrology is bullshit. It's bullshit. But if it works for you, it's fine. You know, I know, like I listened to that and I was just like, "Yup, I'm still doing this." I talked about no, this it's with, bullshit, but it works. I talked about this with my boss because she's very it's not like, real, but it is. But it's she's not. like, yeah, exactly. And I said that I was like, I read my horoscope, and I'm super into confirmation bias when it comes to my emotions. Why not? And it made me feel so good. Who does that hurt? Because the horoscope that I sent you and Luna, all in the same one, were all like, "This is what we need right now." And sometimes, it's true. Sometimes you just need a like an outside person, just be like, "Do this." Can you pull them up? I'd be interested in reading them. Uh, yeah, totally I will. Um, let me let me say what I want to say about animals Yeah, please do. Oh, I forgot that you were going to do that because we got distracted by shit. Ugh, but now I can't do two things at once. Oh, don't do two things at once. Talk about your animals. Um... Anyway, I really, I'll just keep babbling. I just, like, I'm yeah, super... Yeah, talk, talk about Bo Burnham for oh, a second. Oh, I can talk about Bo, Bo Burnham. Like, he's a giant man baby. Like, I don't mean he's a man baby. I just mean that he's 26. He's he's an infant, but he's also, like, six foot six and has this super deep voice and a very thoughtful mind, which is alarming to me because I think if I met him, I'd just be like, let me touch your butt or something like that. Something really inappropriate. His lack of butt. His no... Well, they according joked, to this... They joked about it. Oh, he's got a bit he, of an that, he, that he's gained some weight and now has a little bit more of a butt on him, which is, like, good on him, I suppose. Because mm-hmm. it's hard to be a 26-year-old boy and, and gain weight. <laughs> For some of them, apparently. I guess Fuck we don't them. need to talk about other people. I'm having a hard time because I tried to search my email for Katie, and it's everything. It's every email you've ever sent. I, uh... Hmm. It was definitely something that was just kind of like... Oh my god, listen what? to this thing that I send you. 
What did I say? Katie, oh, hard, hard, artic- hard article for next week's podcast. Here's an outline of women who are killed by their boyfriends. I just sent that to you in an email. Yeah. I'm awful. I'm so sorry. Well, I saw that was kind of like, I'm not looking at this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just didn't. And I was like, if she wants me to read it, I'll she'll send it again and I'll read it then. <laughs> I was kind of like, it's fine. That's the, that is the nice thing about our relationship is like, you can take or leave anything anyone, anyone says or does. Ah, as long as I we're still it. recognizing each other's inherent humanity. I found it. You found it. So it's a lunar eclipse in Pisces, which is your That's shit. a me. That's a me, fishio. Yeah. So do we want to read yours or mine or... Well, whatever you feel go like in order. you want to do. Go in astrological order. You come before mine. me astrologically, so... So Capricorn... She was a Capricorn! (laughs) Friday's eclipse pulls focus on your immediate environment, your daily travel, your weekly plans, your routes to work, your conversation with the male person, (laughs) your relationship to your daily rituals and the healing that you can find. So, like, yeah, I commute to work, I have a male person that comes in every day, and we have a conversation, and it's wonderful. A really Um, hot male person came to my work the other day. I was like, who are you and why have you been hiding? Okay, Gonna name check her. Fucking Corolla, our ma- main male person, has stopped coming to my office, and I'm very sad about it. And now she we babe? have. Yeah. 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 I love a lady in shorts. What can I say? Yeah, and a uniform and a Sensible nose ring, postal shorts. And, like, just, like, the darkest tan because she's always outside, like, and short hair. And just like, just, hey, mm. hey, you want some coupons? <laughs> but this is, like, because we, it's a government office, so we have BC Mail. Right. And they come and they can deliver stuff between government offices for, right. we have to fill out special forms for them. Like Mm-mm-mm. we have Canada Post and then we have BC Mail. Ooh, I did not know which that is was a, a thing. It's a special internal service. Weird. Oh, I like this lady a lot. She just doesn't come anymore. I'm very sad. Oh, boo. I don't like Corolla. it when women don't come. <laughs> come on. Oh. Mm. hey Okay, so listen. Okay. Uh, this is my horoscope. What you do on the daily either deepens your connection to life or distances you from it. So that's... <laughs> well, that's it's either or. You know, like, that's my horoscope, but it's, like, super fucking generic. Horoscopes are bullshit. I love this. They're um, bullshit, but I love it. Use this eclipse to cleanse yourself of any daily habits that erode the quality of your connection to what you find most important. So I really tried this week to, like... Yeah. Take pleasure in my morning shower, my smoothie making, the way that I, like, boil an egg while I make coffee stuff, like... Like, I'm, do good ritual. I'm awesome. And on the day that I didn't do that thing where I was just like, I won't take the shower. I'll just go to work. I'll let myself sleep in. That was the day I had the shittiest fucking day. So I'm right. like, these things are important and they yeah. grab me and they make me feel stronger to tackle the shit that life throws at me so I can bend instead of break. True enough, man. Right? True fucking enough. So whatever. Here's something like practice listening deeply and sharing honestly and being a witness to your daily life. You're fine with that. You're good. Uh, you whatever. So then it's like, this full moon brings an important message to you, a piece of news you've been waiting for, an opening. It might signify the finishing of a piece of writing or a project that revolves getting out your message into the world. Oh, the community party. Right? Is there something six months ago that's coming around? Oh, exactly six months ago when I applied for that grant for this party that we threw on Friday for the full moon lunar eclipse. Mm. Goddamn. Take note of the progress you've made with all of your communication projects. Yeah. Fuck off. You're Amazing. doing it, man. And this huge thing at work actually relates to that now that I'm reading it again, too. Like, oh, man, uh, the big communication project happened, and I got in a lot of trouble for it, and it took up a lot of our time, and it was important, and then it got shut down, so fuck everything. Yeah, fuck everything, um, man. It's garbage. So listen to this. Hot garbage fire. Horoscope. Horror. Knowing knowing that Horror. you, audience, knowing that you know that I threw this big community party in a local park that I love. Yeah. This is the next part. 
You might want to find a simple way to honor this full moon. You might want to consider what you find to be the most sacred place in your neighborhood. Maybe it's the library, the park, the temple, the coffee shop, or the art store. Find time to venture there. Bring a gift for the space and the land that you receive support from. Bring a heartfelt offering. Bring yourself out on a mindful adventure. Partake in the rituals that you find most healing and nurturing. Okay, that's pretty fucking specific. I mean, so I did that, and I already had it planned, and I literally brought food to feed my loved ones and played music and sang songs yeah. with my friends. Yeah. <gasps> like, that's fucking real shit. I that's don't know real whoever, shit, my whoever dude. Chenny Nicholas is. Like, you fucking nailed it. She's got it, man. And like, I only saw... I don't follow this person. It's not like my Galactic Rabbit love notes that I get every month, which are Those beautiful. are great. I love those. There's but, so many great... But this is one people. that, like, somebody just, like, it was all my Facebook. You gotta Whatever. Send, send it to me again so that I like can bookmark it or something because I'm really into what's being said. I'm gonna here. bookmark this and then I love because Luna's I felt was really accurate for yes. her who's a Virgo. Yeah, and for me who's a Pisces. Like again, can I read yours? Yeah, you it totally can. But I just like again like okay. I know it's bullshit. Like whatever when we're born, whatever. But at the same time, it's the same thing that I feel about tarot cards because I, I came mm-hmm. very close to bringing my tarot cards with me today. Ah. I didn't. That's for another. That's oh probably God. for our next. Like I just want to say. I closed the tab that my email was in, and I just went to check Facebook in the middle of what we're talking about right now. That's just how we do. I literally flicked to the Facebook tab, and then I was like, what the fuck are you doing? So let me just keep this, like, this is why I don't like my computer on while we're podcasting. It's so so tempting to just, like, what's going on on the internet? Fuck me forever. Okay. No, no, not fuck you forever. It's fine. I would do this exactly the same thing, which is why my phone is slightly out of reach Mm -hmm. being plugged in. Um, anyhow, I gotta stop saying any hoozle. I don't know where that came from, but it's a thing that I'm doing now, so eat it, I guess. Um, <laughs> but yeah, horoscopes, they're ridiculous. Uh, tarot, ridiculous. But also, the thing is, is like a generic message that feels like it fits your life is good advice in mm-hmm. a lot of times. Like it just, it gives you a way to frame your experience. And I, I tweeted about this earlier. You probably saw it. It was this thing about how, like, maybe women get messages from the universe because everything discourages us from actually doing things of our own volition. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's like, oh, the universe is telling me this. Like, when we talk about mystical shit, maybe we just want to do that stuff and we just need other permission. Eee. Because, like, we don't get it. Like, a lot of the times, like, oh, who does she fucking think she is? You mm-hmm. know, like, the, the, the sense of... The sense of getting feedback that I'm not necessarily getting just because this, the world is what it is. Mm-hmm. Like, I may be getting it, but nobody's saying it to me directly, but I'm sure it's happening kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So that it really speaks to that experience, I think. So, like, um, when men who are really invested in humanism and uh, rationalism and that kind of stuff, like, anybody who's really excited about uh, Richard Dawkins, I'm always kind of like, okay, bud, he's not any better than mm-hmm. my Pisces evaluation honestly like just a person just as imperfect as everything else like it's all just archetypes Mm -hmm. archetypes in tarot archetypes in astrology it's all fake if that's how you want to characterize it but it's also a way for you to look at how you're interacting with the world based on things that are archetypal because those relate to most people yeah and then you can either, you either embrace or reject what it says in your horoscope or your tarot, and that lets you know how you actually feel about a thing. You have agency. You can it. simply, like, I do a coin toss like this sometimes, mm-hmm. where it's like, you flip a coin, you're like, heads I'll do the thing, tails I won't. 
And then if you get tails and you feel upset, then you should do the thing. Just do the thing. Like, it just helps you. It helps you real, like, tap get into in a bit with more... what you want. Yeah. I am not in touch with what I want. I mm-hmm. have I have this half-saved draft um, that I want to post to my blog about desire. And mm-hmm. I don't mean sexual desire. That's part of it. But it's the whole idea of, like, I don't... I have such a poor relationship with what I want mm-hmm. in the world because I don't feel like I've ever... I feel like I've had too much privilege to ask for things, but I've been denied so much in my life that I, I want. I just want. I'm like a roiling cauldron of want so much of the time. But I can never put a, like a word on it. Like, what do you want? Like, I don't fucking know somebody to rub my feet and tell me I'm pretty. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Because mm-hmm. no one's ever asked me kind of thing, <sighs> which is so tough. Like, and so that's, that's why I love horoscopes. That's why I love tarot. It's because it's like messages from the universe, which gives me this additional permission to just kind of do my thing and to be my own person. I'll be like, fuck you. Like, think I'm a weirdo, witch. like fine. Mm -hmm. Think that I don't have any relationship to practicality. I fucking do. Actually. I'm very, very practical. I'm very logical, but I need some like fairy mystical shit permission to talk to me and say like, it's fine. Like this fairy said, it's fine. This goddess said it's fine. I named my rats after goddesses of wisdom for God's sakes. Like I have, I have Minerva and I have Athena or no, sorry, not Athena. I, wow. I am drunk. That's oh. that, that really hit me. I, we really made short work of that wine bottle. Uh, it's Athena and not Athena. It's Minerva and Freya. I think you need to name another rat Athena. <laughs> we are going to get a third one in like another eight months She's... or so just because like you don't want them to ever be alone. Mm. So we'll get an Athena almost certainly. Good. Yeah. So That's, Athena is very powerful to a lot of our friends. So Absolutely. Definitely a matron goddess for a lot of Who people. Who will never fucking know. listen to this. I love you, but you're never going to listen to this. You got shit to do. I love you so much. Yeah. I love you so if much. If you listen to this. Luna, we love you. Yeah. Okay. Let me read your horoscope. Please do. <laughs> Pisces, this Friday's eclipse is in your sign. It's highlighting all the efforts that you've made to grow, expand, and open up to life's opportunities in the past six months. Ew. So it's yesterday. By your choice or not. <laughs> uh, it's not the first eclipse in your sign this year. There was one on March 8th. Did you have anything, like, right after your birthday? That well, was, like, I did. That was, important. that was, like, my big stand-up <laughs> yeah. show was I at my birthday. So, yeah. There we Pretty go. Good. Yeah. Uh, nor is it the last one in your sign, because you're going to get another one in February 2017. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's an important one. One will highlight the healing track that you've been on in the last six months. So, like, I don't know. When I read it, I was like, "This is healing. It's cracking you fucking open." So yeah, you, you have can to. Have, out you have to, to like do. actually acknowledge that you're hurting before you can start yeah. healing. And I've been just fighting that for and ages. Then, fuck you, Cheney Nichols. This healing occurs around the area of your identity. Who have you become? Suck my dick, Cheney. Yeah. Cheney Mitchell, whatever her Nichols. name is. Nichols. Uh, what you thought you would be at this point. How you manage the discrepancies and how you can celebrate the triumphs. I feel called out. Holy shit. I feel called out by the stars. The fact that you've come this far, no doubt, is a miracle. <sighs> Isn't that cool? Yeah. Whatever. Look back, on what you've, like look back on what you've come through over the arc of your life. It's a testament to your dedication to growth and renewal. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. This full moon is an opportunity to appreciate all that you've come through and all that you've healed. So, like, they're trying to make us have gratitude for some shit, which <sighs> we're doing today. Yeah. Together. No, this is such a good thing for me. Um, honestly. So, all that you're learning about the healing, like, that you need to, especially in regards to your relationships. Yeah. You know, with the world and everything. Yeah. September is a month that's ripe with growth opportunities um, for you through those that are that you're in relationship with, whoever you're with will likely be opening you up to opportunities for growth. <laughs> like, Oof. how many more... Oofed Moreau. Pay special attention to the quality of your connections, how you relate to the relationship issues that arise. Relationships aren't here to give us what we want, but they have an uncanny ability to give us what we need. God damn it! God damn it. 
God damn it. So I feel like Mick Jagger's helping out with this one. <laughs> yeah. Can't always get what you want. <laughs> what if you try sometime? You might find. You might find. And then you get what, get you, what need. you need. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good. I think it's yeah, I think that's awesome. So that, we're we're trying to do that today. I think like if yours and mine is yeah. relating to like let's just have some gratitude for the little shit cuz like we are immensely privileged and we live actually really great lives but they're hard a lot of the time. It doesn't mean there isn't struggle like, Exactly. Like the sense of like if other people are having a worse time than me I don't get to complain. Yeah. Which is a thing that I feel really strongly yeah. uh, and also nobody wants to hear you complain. Mm-hmm. But at the same time I give a lot of people I was going to say the word sucker which doesn't sound good it looks good written yeah I offer a lot of people um, a bit of respite to just kind of be a mess and for me to say like it's fine it's mm-hmm. okay to be that way I can't say it to myself mm-hmm. which is like maybe that's what I need to focus on yeah. right now is like stop trying to just like be like to show up and be good for other people and just do that for myself for a little while yeah uh, that, that'll always be part of myself like I'll always be there to help people but it's kind of like uh, I'm sort of in the shits right now and mm-hmm. so that's fine and that's okay that's good. it's looking at this horoscope where it was like here's yet another growth opportunity I said like, that I'm tired of growing yeah I said that to you like just on Gchat and you're like I literally cannot take another thing though <laughs> yeah so what am I gonna do and it's like we're gonna have to do something guess what I totally can yeah I can still take more like, I know I hate it like, I'm tired don't give me more but also it's fine yeah like, what else like it's fucking do? exhausting I did not really know how to support you best in that moment and so I just sent heart emojis at you because sometimes that's just it right sometimes it's all you got like just, and that's I fine love just love me and I'm I'm okay and, like and I'm you, really okay and you don't want to hear when you're in that piece of like I can't take any more things yeah you don't want to hear yes you can because that means more shit is going to come at yeah. you so maybe it's just like you know I love you and even if you can't take more shit like I will hold you up then oh god bless you Hooray. I really I got a wonderful I wish I could just like put music on at the end and like not have to pay royalties to somebody but just like last kind of thing I want to say really is just that a lot of people reached out to me that I would not have expected to hear from mm-hmm. after I posted that thing. Like um, some of Tessa's old co-workers got in touch with me. People I haven't spoken to really since high school, but I'm Facebook friends with for some reason have responded to it. Um, and then Cass, who is the husband of past guest Denise, who was mm-hmm. on here, sent me like, hey, I don't really know you super well, but I really like you. I really respect you. And um, here is a song that I think might really work with you right now. Oh, nice. They gave me the song called Suicide Hotline. By a band called The Prettiots. And it was exactly what I needed to hear nice. in the moment. It was just like, you know what? I'm not okay, but I'm fine. Link to it. I don't need blog. to call the suicide hotline. Yeah. Right? Like, it was just beautiful. And so thank you, Cass, for like taking a leap and throwing mm-hmm. something at me that it, I might not have liked, but I loved it. It was awesome. So, yeah. Uh, I was going to put this song on for a second. Go for but it. I won't. I don't know. I kind of love know. the idea of just, like, ending on a yeah. song and saying, like, You know what? The you, one bye. that I wanted to play is not connected to my computer, so oh, fuck well. technology forever. No problem. Um, I'll link fine. to that. There's, I'll link to that there's song. There's lots of good... I'm glad we got to do this. Uh, we thought about trying to get a guest, but I kind of like that we didn't and just babbled, because that's how I'm feeling right now. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, I can't do things as if they're normal. Like, again, things are fine. People may be worried. I'm okay. I just, yeah. like... I'm just tired. Like, I've been trying for so long, and things haven't gotten any easier. And things haven't been easy for me since, like, 2013. So mm-hmm. it's been, like, three years of just struggle. Yeah. I found a song that I want to play for you, but I won't do it on the podcast, and we'll just link to it. And then okay. you and I can have that. We'll end it, 
and then, and then we'll, we're gonna listen to and it. And then we'll listen to it. And you fuckers will just have to click on it like a plebe. Yeah. Okay. Ew. Good night. But we like Bye. you guys a lot. Thanks for listening. If thanks you got for being with far. us. And uh, yeah, if you didn't, I'm really glad that we did this anyway because this is for us. It's for us. It's not for you. Yep. I mean, it's for you a little bit, but it's mostly for yeah, us. Yes, but we like you a lot. Okay, bye.